hello, hello, hello. Hi, it's me, Doc Noble, and welcome to Coffee with Micromudgeons. And I don't feel centered, but that's okay, because I'm here with my co-host on Coffee with Curmudgeons. I am here with uh, mm. Connor McGregor. How you doing, Connor? Good. Life uh, outside of the ring isn't so hot at the moment. I've oh. had to take on some extra um, side hustle, if you will. Um, so, ladies, uh, or I'm talking to the women of the house now, or anyone who's involved, I do have an Avon uh, sales and Mary Kay route in case you want to get involved. I got some good blush, got some mascara, and got even some funky kabuki stuff that could turn you into kids. I have no idea what you are talking about. <laughs> I don't either. I just, it's actually Jason yeah. Allen because it says that Hello. on the thing. It if does. Yeah, I guess if I didn't say it, I wouldn't know. Well, yeah, me either. Half time, but I was uh, uh, actually trying to find out here. Yes. Uh, I think. I think. Mr. McGregor was arraigned. Uh, so, uh, if you haven't been following this, um, when did this happen? Last night? Do you know? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there was a dust up. <laughs> don't you love the? Uh, don't you love my yeah. helping out there? So, wasn't he arraigned last well, I night? Just, yeah, I have no idea. I was just reading about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, Conor McGregor, the fighter. Yeah. Uh, tore the place apart. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to see full court appearance. He appeared in court. So what happened is, you know, so what? what's the deal with it? This is the UF, UFC, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And so the guy who runs the UFC, I can't remember his name. I should know his name. Mm. Dana, Dana White. There you go. Dana. There you go. On top today. Um, he, uh, he, they, they've got some big fights coming yeah. up. Yeah, and we actually have a solution for that that we've come up with, by the way. Yeah, so Dana, yeah. if you're out there, I think it's Dana White. I, I believe you're right. Um, Alexa, who's the head of the UFC? Alexa, who's the head of the UFC? Dana White is the president of Ultimate Fighting Championship. There you go. There you go. Alexa, Sorry, ringing it's a little in. slow on the uptake today. Yeah, it's a Friday. Jeez. Alexa, scream like a monkey. <laughs> She's not going to do it. I, you know what? I think... <laughs> really slow. Okay, yeah. I mean, this is not real time. Like Not like us. Oh, because we could be your... Personal Alexa. Ooh, I like that. Jason? Yeah. I'm, Jason? I'm, yeah. Scream like a monkey. Ooh, ooh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'll do it. Jason, who is the head of the UFC? Why, that would be Dana White. <laughs> All right. You're way quicker. Thank you. Only because she said it first. Humans. I um, know. Uh, my, my thing is, they're like, Jason, what is, you know, yada, yada, yada. Ooh, mm, can I get back to you on that? And then, mm-hmm. that, that would be my thing. I'm like... Ninety odd percent of the so so there's a big big UFC fighting yeah uh, Connor has has like the two belts light lightweight yeah. and super light or something I don't know mm-hmm. and he basically has two of the belt championships mm-hmm. welterweight and light I don't know it's like middleweight middleweight or something yeah and so I think they 
got one, and then remember he did Mayweather. He fought Mayweather. Right. Yes. Yeah. I, who won that? I can't remember oh, anymore. It, it wasn't even close, Mayweather. He, in Mayweather didn't even really try. He just got out there and outboxed him for 12 rounds. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, so um, so they've been having this thing about him fighting, and there is a fight that is for one of the belts. Yeah. And they took it away from him. Mm, so, stripped him. Yeah. But yeah. then they, they keep saying, this Dana White guy keeps saying that he, he they've been in talks, they're talking, and that there will be, that he's going to come back. He's been saying he's going to come back, they're yeah. talking, and, and, and Conor McGregor will go do, you know, do yeah. some fights. Mm-hmm. For you know, well, I I don't know how it works, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, he got those, and then I mm-hmm. guess maybe he didn't come back to defend them or say this is this is where it gets unclear. You can listen to those massive amounts of UFC podcasts mm-hmm. out there that are very popular. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't and, know either, but I mean, not, not they're in talks, but I, I think the real talk in it is money mm-hmm. talks. And obviously, people aren't going to want to see whoever was going to step in for McGregor. You know, uh, they probably ain't going to pay sixty, yeah. seventy, eighty bucks for a uh, pay per view for that. So I, I imagine. I don't know. Well, anyway, they. So what happened was they had a media day for their their thing. Yeah. And uh, and he shows up backstage with a bunch of his hooligans. Oh boy. And they they yeah. they 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 had like a private bus full of the fighters and the people. <laughs> yeah. And there's actually video of this on YouTube. Ooh. Yeah, you can watch the YouTube. I mean it and as they say melee ensued and he threw he threw like a hand truck through one of the windows and shattered the windows and injured a couple of the fighters so a couple of the fights yeah. have been canceled. Oh man. So the New York uh Boxing commission or athletic yeah. commission has canceled a couple fights. Said that those fighters are not fit. Like he he cut cut a guy through this. Yeah, that 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 no bueno. So he yeah he he went crazy on him mm. back backstage after the event. Like it was like hooligan stuff. And uh, him and his him and a soccer hooligan show up. Yeah, and decided yeah. To that's exactly right? what it looked like. Yeah. And so uh, a couple of the fights are canceled now. <laughs> And and then they canceled mm. one fight, which was one of his uh, a buddy of his, who they said was involved in instigating it. So they canceled his fight. Gotcha. And then they arrested mm. him, and he <laughs> just posted fifty thousand dollars bail. So, oh, Connor. So yeah, so it's just uh, I don't know. Um, you know, the headlines are all all over there. Maybe he's trying to go to the WWE too. Maybe so. You know. It's it, pretty crazy. It worked I, for Ronda. I thought he was kind of, I don't know, but whatever. Yeah. But so that's what's been going on in the sports. Yeah. Big excitement. But you could go up there and yeah. see these YouTube videos of them running around, you know, because like, they're getting in an elevator and then they're... Yeah. Oh, Connor. But there were some good quotes, and I wish... Yeah. I'm trying to... I don't know. I guess I didn't post it on my Facebook. There was some... Or wherever mm-hmm. there was some fantastic quotes <laughs> from this guy. So there is a one fight that they're that they're apparently was going to determine the the championship, the belt, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's this Khalid Gudnovnikov. He's a big Russian guy. Big Russian guy. Okay. We'll call, and we'll, the quotes that they had from him were hilarious. It was it, uh, basically his quotes were like, "We're we in New York City." Gangsters city, you come here. I meet you anywhere. 
on street corner. Connor, you come. I get, like literally, mm. these were the. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but these were kind of the quotes. Yeah. That, and I was just like, I was reading these like in the New York Times or whatever the reporting or ESPN, whatever it was, and I was like reading this guy's quotes, just hear, hearing voice in head, gangster. I love that. New York City. We meet on street corner. That's right. Be happy to. Yeah. Be happy to come at me. Right. Connor, you you bring soccer hooligans, I bring Russian mob. Okay, I know, we man. meet on street corner, I give you bars. No, no, it would be uh. like, you bring your hooligans, I bring Putin. <laughs> I bring Putin. Huh? Yeah, that would work, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Next I was Saturday just, night, Las Vegas, Putin in the I, 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 I And I'm sorry I don't have the quotes. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I wish, I mean, there's so, you know, now they're they're talking about, Yeah. here we go, Storm's Media Day. We meet on corner. You bring oh. soccer hooligans, I bring Russian mafia. Oh, here's the video, actually. Mm. Um, <laughs> here's the video. Oh. <laughs> and, a, and a melee good old ensues. So, yeah, good old uh, cell phone video. Oh, yeah, everyone's got their cell phones up, too. Yeah, Look at it. It's like they're backstage. But anyway... Oh, Connor. We'll probably, we'll probably get uh, content. Oh, that's the content you did. Probably. But I, I don't know. I, like I said, I wish I wish I could have found the, uh, the 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 actual quotes from this guy. Look it up. And I can't remember his name. He's, I, his first yeah. name's like Khalid, and then he's got a real Russian name. Just big Russian guy. And the quotes were very, like, broken English. Broken English Russian. <laughs> I, I mean, it was just like, it was like, we in city of the mob. Was you he, bring mob to me. <laughs> was he better or worse than Ivan Drago from Rocky? IV? I don't know, you know, man. I break you. You know. I know. I know. It was just. It just. I'm read. I'm just reading this out of a out of a, you know, out of a news report, and it's just the voices in your head as you're reading this, and the quotes were just so good. Putin. You know? Putin tells me I must win. Yeah. I either go from Dhaka to Gulag. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh. The uh, big Russian dude. The, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be the uh, you know. Um, I bring Satan too. <laughs> I, Putin has given me Satan too. Please. We meet on street corner. You bring your trident missile. I bring the Satan too. Satan, yes. I don't. You know. bring switchblade. He brings pitchfork. I mean, Conor McGregor. I mean, this yeah. is great. This is Irish and Russian. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. In one corner you got the Russian mafia. Irish. I and guess. in the other corner you got the IRA. Is. You know. I don't know. I don't know. The what next is. thing you know. <laughs> But it's a food food fodder. I, you know, so we'll see. But I, well, I have a solution for it, though. Yeah, yes, yes. I have an excellent solution because obviously now the UFC has canceled, I think it's three of their fights yes. on the ticket. And you know, Doc, not a lot of people know this, but mm-hmm. coffee with curmudgeons is all about solutions. We, we, we make solution. <laughs> you come on street corner, we make solution. Problem schmablem. <laughs> It's just Nothing like, can't be fixed. It'll be. It'll be. Uh, it'll be. Um, it will be. Uh, what will happen will be. We'll, yeah. we'll, 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 Mueller will call us up and indict us. Yeah. For that Manafort, you had some Russian on there. Some yeah. Russian accents. I don't know. Yeah. Hi. Uh, uh, I'm calling the Coffee with Merchants hotline. I understand you guys deal with Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Oh no. No. So what? Ha- what I think. So because. Um, 
trying to pull it up here because I need mm-hmm. to I need to find it. Oh, jeez. Oh yeah, there it is. Um, okay, so uh, so they so these guys got injured in this fight. Yeah. There were three fights that are canceled off the ticket because two guys got injured and cannot fight, and then the third guy, like I said, is apparently Connor's buddy, mm-hmm. and they said, well, he helped instigate it and whatnot, mm-hmm. and so they canceled they themselves the UFC canceled that one. Mm-hmm. So they they need some fights. They do. You know. Yeah. I mean, they've got other fights on the ticket, but they need some fights. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have a solution. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Because on Twitter, it turns out the one and only Jimmy Kimmel. Yes. And the one and only Sean Hannity. Ooh, I like where this is going. Are in a Twitter fight as we speak. Oh. So why why settle it there online, uh, you know, out there in the Twitterverse or whatever when you can? I know. Cage match. There you the go. The got Jimmy Kimmel. And Sean Hannity. Oh, I'd love to see the commercial I, for that. No, look, we're leading up to it. It's on Twitter right here. Let's yeah. let's go. Okay. So what the what the, what through the what this what this grudge match it is it's grudge has started with mm-hmm. was that Jimmy Kimmel, so uh, the first lady, okay, uh, at Easter, like they do. Oh, you mean with the other one with the Slavic Russian accent? Yeah, big, big yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Easter. Mm-hmm. Like they do, they have the Easter egg. They have the president. Yeah. They have they have uh, the first lady, mm-hmm. uh, who's you know blinking her eyes, hostage like. Um, <laughs> come on, just kind of Stockholm syndrome. I'm sorry, I couldn't help. Okay. Yeah. The president in the middle. Yeah. And then a very uncomfortable, weird-looking bunny. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, did you know that there was a huge mishap during that Easter uh, egg hunt too? Mm-mm. What happened was, is I guess some one one White House handler said, "Hey, hey, go find the bright orange egg out there," and people just tried to grab Trump. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh brother. Sorry. That's uncalled for. <laughs> hey, I make it fun of it. our president. I didn't do it. They said orange, and they ran. Anyway. Which, by the way, the bunny the year before or whatever was originally played by Sean Spicer. He was. He, yeah, yeah. And he was There's good a little trivia. Yeah. And they, they actually did, someone, a reporter for the Times actually did tweet out. They found out who was it in it, some, like, attache. Yeah. It's like some military attache. And it, <laughs> you. I mean, I could show you a picture of the White House bunny. <laughs> you over there next to the front getting that bunny you suit. You pissed someone <laughs> off in your chain of command. If you get the bunny suit on Easter, it's like, uh, yes, Colonel Doc Normal. <laughs> Colonel Normal. <laughs> uh, the president wants you to play the bunny this year. Mm. Oh, I have to mm. wear this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, Colonel Normal, do you remember at the Christmas party last year when you uh, made a copy of your butt on the copy machine? How do you feel about being the Easter Bunny this year? We, I have to pull up an image for for yeah. the folks that, that are... Well, there it is there. Mm-hmm. The uncomfortable Easter bunny. It'd be great if Colonel Normal were uh, somehow... There, well, there's an okay picture. Okay. Uh, Let's take a look at that Easter bunny. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hate... I hate... Okay. Well, okay, so here, here's, here's C-SPAN, because it was on C-SPAN. So you can kind of see there a little bit. You can see the Easter bunny. There, this is from a video, but you can kind of live to the White House. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, now they got Obama. Whatever. 
Well, that worked out well, didn't it? Because not say volumes when they when they put up the former president instead of the uh, yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. Uh, Wishful thinking. Bunny. President. <laughs> would be nice if we had an intern. Of course, it would be nice if I knew. Here we go. Here's a photo. <laughs> oh, this is yeah. Good. This is good. Uh, uh, there we go. You, you just got to see this, okay? As we're, oh, see. They, and uh, Google changed something in the browser now. But there. You can, oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Oh, gosh. Waving. <laughs> There's the bunny. Get me There's out the president. Of here. Yeah, there it is, okay? So that's what we're talking about the bunny, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's what happened in the now Chrome. You can't just go. You can't just go grab the image and look at it now. Right, they yeah. blocked that. Thanks, Chrome. They made some nice blockages. Anyway, mm-hmm. that was a heck of a tangent. So they do that, and then the first lady sits down and reads like an Easter story to the kids. Oh, I bet you. So that there's went a over film well. of that of her reading an Easter yeah. story, and sit down, kids. What she did, what Kimmel did, was made fun of this on his program. Sure. Like, I'm thinking of Monday night or whenever it was. They showed video, and he kind of laughed at it well, on you, his on his show, whatever that show is that he does. Kimmel, you, you can't read a children's story and sound like the Terminator and not get banged no. on. It's gonna yeah. get. It's gonna happen. Well, I, you know, I kind of. Sit down, kids. I will be back. Believe it or not, I'm kind of like uh, you know. I know. I, I mean, know. I, I was He's... like, so so Hannity went after him. No, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll for show. that, for making fun of that, which I, you know, I forbid that I'm like a Hannity like defender, but you know, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's a joke show anyway. You yeah, know, Kimmel. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those. Well, you know, how egregious is this? Yeah. So, so Hannity basically the way this started was Hannity goes after after him and said, you know, she speaks five languages. That's one of the five languages or whatever she speaks. How many do you speak? And yeah, then he responds to it on his show, and then uh, they get they they get in a Twitter fight today. Mm, yeah. So um, Hannity. Sean Hannity, today's poll. So tonight, will Jimmy Kimmel be one asking eight to... Oh, yes, this is... So they kind of go after stuff about him. Uh, One, asking 18-year-old girls to touch his crotch. Two, make fun of the First Lady reading books to children. Three, be a racist a-hole. And four, all of the above. And then he he keeps linking Disney and Bob Iger. This is Sean Hannity. Mm. And Jimmy Kimmel goes, I voted for whichever one best helps you trivialize the horrors of Harvey Weinstein. So Hannity calls him Little Weinstein Jr., Calls Jimmy Kimmel that. This is all on Twitter. Yeah. I vote for whichever one best helps you trivialize the horrors of Harvey Weinstein by comparing them to a televised comedy bits in which every woman was willing participant who gladly signed a release. And it just devolves from there. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, Hannity, you are bully attacking first lady of US. <laughs> I mean, we could do this in, in, in WUFA terms. Yeah. Attack any time, attack real time. Suck up to all about. So it's just like, thank goodness we have kind, tolerant men. Uh, yeah, Mr. Harvey Weinstein Jr., he calls him. I'm, I'm trying to read and see if there's anything good. Oh, he calls him an... He, he called him an ass clown. 
And so Kimmel, <laughs> oh, Hannity. Hannity Cole. And so then Kimmel made fun of that, and then he suggested that, that you know, that was his, uh, Hannity's interests. Yeah. <laughs> Sexual interests. I mean, it just devolved from there. Yeah. Um, the one thing you never want to do, uh, ladies, gentlemen, children at home, oh. let me give you a little piece of advice, okay? The one thing you never, ever, ever want to do is get into a uh, war of words with a comedian. Why? Yeah. They do it for a living. They will tear you apart. It's, you know, I, I'm not a comedian, nor do I play one on TV. That's <sighs> why I would never get into a world words with so, a comedian. Yeah, so he keeps he keeps yeah. he keeps heckling him, calling him Harvey Junior. And one of his retorts is, "And you, a poor woman's Rachel Maddow, she's beating you bigly, right?" Oh my gosh! It just uh, the one something about pulling a cream sickle out of. Oh God! It just. Mm. Wow. So yeah. it's like this cage match, you know, the, yeah. the, on Twitter. Let's take it's it to, ugly. And so UFC. Let's take it to the octagon. Let's, take it to the octagon, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't have time to do that. Oh, that's okay. But, but anyway, so yeah, that's, that's, that's our solution to the UFC problem. Yeah. Filling the, the, the ticket. Oh, yeah. And the Jimmy Kimmel, Sean yeah. Hannity problem. Yeah, well, once and for all, we could we could add some too, didn't we? I mean, we could we could add another card. We could add, uh, I don't know, like Stephen Colbert against Dan Coulter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, um, tag team. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? A tag team of conservative pundits versus Tucker Carlson versus uh, Maddow. I don't know. Oh, she would tear him up. You know, she she would. Yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd have to say that. Rachel, Rachel would Tucker, work out. Tucker looks like a little pipsqueak. I yeah, mean, he's like, he, run! She would grab him by his bow tie, and next thing you know, she's submission oh old. Wow, I listen to it's... us. <laughs> Just listen to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, this is UFC, though. I mean, if they're if they're gonna like tear it up on the on the Twitter, because yeah. that's what they do on the Twitter. That's what Twitter is for. He's like, right? You come here, you come street corner. I show you. You know. Yeah, you think you tough in Soviet Union, you're not yeah. even cabana boy. Exactly. You know? you know, that's what they do. So yeah. so I think that that is... Um... <laughs> Why not? We can help them. I mean, th- listen. Sean, okay, Hannity, I'm going to talk to you for a minute. Sean, come here. Grab a seat. All right, listen. <laughs> if you're feeling, I don't know, a little weird about jumping into an octagon, don't worry about it. You can give all the money to, like, your favorite charity, right? You can do that, you know? Plus, you can give away t-shirts saying, like, I got my butt kicked by Jimmy Kimmel, you know? It can happen. I don't I'm know, to man. You. Sean, I'm trying to help you, you like, make, take some bets. Why not? I mean, that's what this is, right? What's 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 the spread down in Vegas? Come on. <laughs> so you're in Vegas. You may have had a little bit too much to drink. You walk up to what the sports book. Kimmel? Yeah, you walk up to the sports book. And you see on the board, you see up there Kimmel versus Hannity. Mm-hmm. I think I may have had one too many uh, Mai Tais. Uh, I'm seeing Hannity versus Kimmel. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Four to one odds. It's going to be great. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I love love this idea. The more I think about it, the more I love this idea. Geez, there may or may not be a Photoshop. <laughs> Could you? Oh yeah. Project tonight. 
<laughs> to top the Apostles 11. That's right. Check that out. Uh, Which is doing huge at This could albums. change Meet the Press forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ooh. <laughs> I've... Oh, wow. Here we go. Here's what you do. You'd be like... Yeah. It's Meet the Press Smackdown. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the Smackdown. In this corner, an uptight Irish Sean Hannity versus the madman out of Hollywood, Jimmy Kimmel. What do you think? Not bad. Very good. I had my I, I channeled my inner Michael Buffer. That was good. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Now that we have special effects. Um, <laughs> Wait till we do the alien voice. Yeah, I know. So yeah, so there was that in sports. Um I don't know. <laughs> so there were some other sports. So there was that. There was like that basketball game, the championship. Yeah. Did you yeah. catch it? Villanova, man. Uh, yeah. Second time in three years. Yeah. Philadelphia is partying once again. Yeah. You know, they got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Ooh. Now they got Villanova. Oh, now. my gosh. Wins. They, they're they uh, they're doing pretty well. We have friends who are moving to Philadelphia, mm. as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Or, oh, no. It's not Philly. It's Pittsburgh. Never mind. Ooh, it's not Pennsylvania. Right uh, state, wrong city. Same city, right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, who's <laughs> um, counting? Don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean there was that. So yeah, yeah. Villanova. There was some soccer, big soccer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that there was a big game with uh, Real Madrid. This is the this is the team with uh, Ronaldo. Right? Ronaldo on yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And he did he did, uh, you know. And it, it, when they play this guy, it's like, well, we've got this, and then we've got Ronaldo, you know. A force unto himself. Yeah, the defense is just five guys encircling him the whole time, yeah. making sure he doesn't get. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. Uh, well, I mean, you have team, you know, good teammates and stuff on those championship teams, and then you've got this guy who's like, yeah, at a totally different level, right? And he's so fun to watch. I mean, I mean, it's as like, far as soccer, and so what did he do? Yeah, he, one of his goals, he does the classic. <laughs> Bicycle kick. He did the Pele. He did the Pele. hundred percent. Oh, I mean, it was beautiful. It wow. was like thing came to the goal. He flips over. If you don't know what that is, yeah. it's a bicycle kick. You actually flip. You do a backflip. Pretty much, yeah. You do a backflip with while your scissor foot kicking the ball. Yeah, while scissor kicking the ball backwards yeah. into the goal. And this Pele invented it. Yeah. The greats. Pele, immortal Pele, immortal right? Pele, yeah. And uh, every once in a while, you know, it's very rare to see it, right. but Ronaldo just pulled it off. Just, just made it beautiful. Mm. I mean, it was just like you, you just watched it, like, oh wow, he got. You yeah. know, this is the kind of thing. And you know how soccer fans are. Oh yeah, they can be pretty unruly, like UFC fans. This is the kind of thing where he made that goal. Mm-hmm. Against the opposing team, and the entire like the fans, the opposing fans applauded him for it. That's how good it was. You got to pre- yeah. You when the other team it. and the uh, the uh, the uh, everyone else just goes, okay, well, 
what are you going to do? You know, well, well, well done. Yeah, anyway. it's like when Jordan played. You know, he'd come to Portland. Yeah, exactly. People would say, you know, yeah, he is Jordan. Exactly. You exactly. Know, you yeah, got to appreciate difference. it. Yeah. Exact same difference. You know, yeah. this is people that play at a different level, and mm-hmm. um, and the thing with that was uh, that uh, yeah, even the coach of Real Madrid, Zidane, was just like he was like <laughs> what he was like, and he's a pretty cool customer, and he's like yeah. What the hell? And when that when that guy loses his mind, you know you did something good. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, yeah. that was that was pretty, and that, that's 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 the origin, I think, of the beautiful game of the mm. from Pele and from those days of watching this. Like, wow, there's some weird ac- acrobatics. Yeah, in soccer. So he just went to go off to prove that he was he was that great. I, I saw a graphic, yeah. and it's the Champions League. This is the Best of the best, right? All mm-hmm. the best teams from Germany and uh, England and uh, you know Spain and all of them, uh, France, uh, Italy, all of them. It's the top top of all the leagues get together and do this Champions League, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, so so that I looked at a chart and they had all the total goals of all the teams. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's true. I didn't confirm it, but it was somebody. It seemed like it was like a, a sports outlet. It was, I retweeted it, so it must have been true. So they have like you know Real Madrid, Chelsea, yeah. Man United. You know all these how many goal hundreds of goals that they've done in the Champions League. Tenth in that list, tenth position is Ronaldo himself, himself <laughs> with like a hundred and nineteen goals. I do not doubt it. Yeah. Like he's 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 like listed in that top ten list on his own. He's a team unto himself. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. A one man gang. Yeah, so yeah. and then there was a, a a very ugly match. So now who are you rooting for? Hmm. Who are you rooting for? You were picking a team. In the the premiere, oh, who were you rooting for? I don't know. The, the Tottenham didn't make it, did they? No, they're they're playing. Yeah, are they? Yeah. Well, I oh, got yeah. to go with the Hotspurs then. Okay, got to go no, with Spurs. That's what I thought. Yeah, but um, Liverpool, oh, and Man United had a a, a match. Yeah, Champions match. <laughs> yeah, it was ugly. It was it was a three zero Liverpool. Oh, I bet you Manchester didn't take that very three kindly. zero. Man City. Oh, Man City. Pep, Pep okay. Guardiola. However you say his name. Yeah. Former Bayern. I mean, these are like yeah. top managers, right? Yeah. And Jurgen Klopp of did Liverpool. He, did he and pull Man. McGregor and throw stuff through? Nah, he just he just was like, I, I, I tweeted a picture of just a picture of him looking like. Oh, like it was, it was, it was, I mean, three zero. Yeah. Like zero. When you get shut out like that and you're a top team like that. Yeah. It's got to, you know, even if you lose, someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. But when you get a shutout, like a a team like Man Man City, Manchester City, they're up there. I mean, Liverpool, obviously, doing well too. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oof, that's ugly. It was ugly. I agree. So they were making a lot of, so that's, that's kind of, Ah, see, that's sporty things. Mm-hmm. You know what we did miss though? The Oregon U of O women, yes, were also in the final four. You know, the men always get that whole thing, mm-hmm. or they. Well, I don't know if they made it the final four or not. No, but but they they were doing well. Yeah, 
So yeah, or, or men's basketball Oregon uh, is pretty pretty decent. Um, but they have, they have a, uh, a gal who's a superstar on yeah. the U of O. Yeah. I can't remember her name. There was some really good video of her yeah. three point shooter, just like really. Yeah, the, the women's team far outdid the men's uh, as far as advancing in the in the uh, yeah in the tourney. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, well, last year they did well. The men's yeah. did real well, but this right. year, the men's, the men's. Last year they got to like grade eight or something like that, I believe. I don't you know, know. Uh, you know Megan Merkel, don't you? Megan Merkel, isn't that her name? She's mm. she's she's engaged. Okay. To the prince. Uh, yes. Which one is it? Yes, uh, Harry. Is it Harry? Yeah. I always forget the two of them. Yeah, Philip's the older one. Harry's younger. Is that right? Yeah. These are the and these are the sons of Diana. Diana and Prince, Prince Charles. Charles. Yes. So these yeah. are these are the new, the youngest royals, so to speak. I mean, yeah. direct directly from the Queen and the. Yeah, Harry's the one engaged to uh, Buckingham Palace. Let's yeah, say. the youngest Buckingham Palace. Yes, family. The royal family. Yes. The, the 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 Windsors. The Windsors. The House of Windsor. Look at look at me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa got nothing on me, man. He's two degrees away from being an Anglophile. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, Philip is uh, the oldest. Or just Harry is the second. Okay, so is, this is this is this Harry? is Harry's. Yeah, because okay. remember, Philip's already married. Oh, okay. Kate Middleton. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You're right, yes. Kate Middleton. Yes, that's right, Kate Middleton. Yeah, with a last name like Allen, you got to be somewhat of a yeah. ang- Anglophile. They Good give job. you a test every year to prove that you're. That's British right. And that was a marriage. It was a couple years ago, and they had a they had a baby a yeah. while back. So yeah. you know, this is all that royal stuff that you know they do stuff. They get in a car, they have a baby, they yep. get engaged, and people you know write about it on the Daily Mirror Sun. Yeah, they they you know the they have giant report scissors, you know giant scissors where they're christening new supermarkets and stuff. I don't yeah. know. Either. They're doing royal family stuff, but yeah, no. Harry's the second. He's a uh, remember. He was the one that was in the military. He actually went through a few uh, uh, tours of like Afghanistan. He was the guy that actually was in a combat unit. Yeah. A, don't they? Oh, but they're they're. I think Philip. But they're was a always pilot. yeah. They're always in the military. They 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 kind of go in there. Yeah, because it's kind of looks bad. Yeah, yeah. You you do you your. Your uh, obligatory four years usually. What's the guy? The guy I remember. The guy he went to the. He was like a, in the navy, mm-hmm. and he was in the Falklands. That was a remember Fergie's husband. What's that guy's yeah, name? Yeah, I can't. You're Edward right. Harry, not yeah, Harry, something like that. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie. Mitch. <laughs> Let's just call him Rick. Mitch. Yeah, Rick. <laughs> you know, yeah. hey Rick. Hey Rick, how's it going? You know, how do you like the Falklands? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I remember he was in the Falklands. I kind of like Mitch. In the call Mitch. Hey yeah. Mitch, my name's not Mitch. No, you're Mitch. But what, what is his name? Yeah. But anyway, he was he was Fergie's. He was Fergie's. Uh, Fergie's. Uh, Fergie squeeze. Yeah, well, um, ex <laughs> yeah. husband. That's whatever. right. They did have a falling out, didn't they? Well, no. I mean, they got divorced. It was uh, oh, they had that, two daughters. That's right. They they got a divorce because she went off and uh, joined the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, wait a minute. That's not the right Fergie. Oh, I'm right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah, that's a good one. My lame attempt at humor. I was lame, but see, I, I got that. It took me like a minute, and it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Black Eyed Peas. Because, because who one yeah. time late night was Wikipedia and Googling yeah. and ended up like Fergie, 
what's she doing now? And then ended up on the Black Eyed Peas site. And was like, <laughs> and then because she sang the national anthem and oh, yeah. Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. But there's some interesting stuff going on with the other Fergie, with yeah. the, the royal the ex-royal Fergie. Yeah. Like financial and all sorts of interesting stuff. Hmm. And, her, and her ex-husband has some Shady interesting time. issues with uh, this Epstein guy with the island and the Clinton. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh. We, we can't we can't talk about it anymore because we might get... It's all... We end up on a street corner. You talk about the island, didn't you? I tune into the show. Coffee with a commercial. Well, what do I hear? A, I hear you talk. We meet on street corner. Yeah. We could... We could have our. We could have a whole show about lots of nefarious dealings of powerful people. Yeah, along with a you know, along with your obligatory screening of uh, Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, anyway, so so Megan Merkel, right? I think I'm I believe that's that. yeah, Merkel. Yeah. Uh, her. So she's 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 uh, she's getting married. Mm-hmm. To this guy, and and it's a big deal too because she's an American. Yeah, she is not English. She's a she's an actress, I think. Yeah, she's not an aristocrat. I mean, think no, about she's this. She's an American. Forty, fifty years ago, it would have never been allowed. Well, was it Edward who did that? The dude the, who abdicated the throne. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He had. He actually had Mitch. Ad- <laughs> was that? Mitch abdicated the throne because uh, they Ed- the people wouldn't allow. It. In fact, the Parliament wouldn't allow it. Yeah. You know, because she he married a er, uh, uh, American woman. Yeah. Who was divorced? Who had yes. previously a divorcee? Yes. And and he said, "Well, I'm not. I'm not going to be king then." Right. Love will keep us together. Right. And so that's uh, that's how then his brother became king. The stutterer. Yes. The uh, the uh, oh, what was the name of that movie? Shoot, it's a good movie. Go oh. see it. The King's oh, Speech. Yeah, the King's Speech. Or it's all about that. If you tune in, if you watch the first season of The Crown, of the it, Crown. it goes yeah. all of that. Yeah. Through all of that, yeah. So she. But I guess this, I mean, he's not going to be king, or who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You're going to be king. Who knows? Sweet. I don't know. I don't know uh, who's going to be what. Or maybe, I guess it would be his brother, because his brother's older. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, the line of succession is right now Charles. Philip, then Harry. Harry's, yeah, Harry's and if all of that goes away, then it's Mitch, this guy in the corner. It's like, Mitch! They got him out somewhere in some posting in the Bahamas, putting him on ice, you yeah. know. Mitch, you're needed! Uh, so, so, so... <laughs> Mitch. So someone Harris. took a picture of this guy. I don't know if you can see it very well. Um, This older gentleman, and he's reading a book in a Starbucks there. Mm-hmm. And you see, it's a picture book. It's called Images of Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone had taken that picture. That's Meghan Markle's dad. Oh, he's looking at. Images. He was he was boning up on uh, on the uh, as, on 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 the British. Uh, yeah, as well he should. He's so going to learn some etiquette this, there. This kind of this kind of came uh, came. Uh, Came out, uh, out, you know, in the news. So, uh, Mister Mister Merkel over there with the pop up book, yeah, learning, uh, you know, yeah. It was uh, so that kind of was a sensation on the uh, on the nets on the networks about. Uh, I'm yeah. just I'm just telling you the new, what's been hitting the news, man. I know, poor Mister Merkel. He's gonna have to show up there, and they're gonna throw a tuxedo on him because you know you got to be dressed the nines in front of the queen, and she's gonna look at him, you know, the way she does with her glasses. You know, she'll peer over her glasses. You come 
forward. You know. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. Hello. And people, but the thing is, is people loved it because. Yeah. How American can you get? You know. Yeah. It's like, like people. People were 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 like, there there he is. There's dad. Ooh, I better bone up. On the, oh, look at that castle. Oh, mm. oh they must be. You re- know. The the real guys that take care of the etiquette and whatever in the uh, Buckingham Palace, they must be just be fit to be tied because this guy's going to show up mm-hmm. and there's you know don't say anything whatever you do don't say, hey you know instead of calling her queen you know your your majesty's going to walk away hey liz how you doing yeah. Great to see you, Liz. Kids are in love. It's going to be great, you know? No, I and know. the lady's going to be, oh, the queen's going to be out of the coronary over there, and Philip is going to be, you know, I don't know. We do not touch the crumpets until they are served by the god. <laughs> Drop those crumpets! You know, because, oh, sorry, sorry. I, just, I mean, yeah, it's so hungry. perfect, right? Oh, don't you just want this? I yeah. mean, this is like, here comes Dad. Uh-oh. You know, he doesn't know how we do things here, you know? It's like... This is like the British version of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. It's beautiful. Yeah, it well, is. Well, that's... A, it is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it kind of applies oddly because... Yeah. I think Megan is half... Yes. Blacks. Yes. <laughs> Let's ixnay on that idea. Ixnay, but, but, uh, but yeah. But, I mean, it's had some interesting... Ramifications with that as well, but yeah. But the thing about his her dad would be perfect, you know. It is. I'd love. It's just like yeah. you know. I oh, I could just see the whole thing. They're in the castle. They've got the two families. You know, it's a mm-hmm. wedding, right? You, yeah. It's, one family's here. One family's there. Keep them apart as much as possible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, you know. Uh, what happens in those weddings? You know, you, there's like vases and things. And oh. what does your dad do, right? Kind of his fat butt kind of swings over and right. knocks over a vase, you know? Hey, Liz, can I see those crown jewels for the moment? I promise I won't lift Whoops. them. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Just, just the typical happenstance, you know? This could be a great lifetime movie. Think about this. Exactly. The House of Windsor meets the House of Merkel. Mm-hmm. That would be great, you know? Oh, oh, reality TV. It would be perfect. I just would like to see the dad kind of like running around, kind of a little uncomfortable in the tuxedo, and he turns around, kind of hits the a vase with a butt, and he goes and smashes. Right. He's like, that is a priceless from India from 18th century. Right. And the way it is on uh, the way it is on reality TV, they automatically flash to him in the diary room. Yes. And he's like, yes. I really, I, I didn't know really yeah. what I was doing. My butt knocked over this, uh, exactly. you know, Ying Dynasty. Uh, how was I to know? Exactly, exactly. Everything's priceless. Yeah. I just had to go to the bathroom, so I went down the hallway and I found a bathroom. And well, you know, I'd, I'd been eating crumpets all day, so I did have to sit for a while. And it, it's like, but that was the queen's private Wa- wash closet, right? Wash closet. I. You want a closet? He's all red faced veins are popping up. You clogged the royal toilet. I know. You know they, sorry, I had a few brand muffins. You fouled <laughs> the Queen's private reserve water closet. It happens, you know. It a happens. commoner has not pooped in there. Right. Since Cromwell. <laughs> Sorry about Jeez. that, Queenie. Dropped the kids off the pool. <laughs> oh, don't light a match. You know, uh, she's apoplectic over there. Oh, can't believe yeah, no one's no one's used uh, the wash closet since since Cromwell. You know what is that smell? 
I need to powder my nose. Oh, God! <laughs> Something <laughs> is dying in here! Something is affecting the royal nasals! Oh. I don't know. Philip, what does that smell? We have lost mm. our minds. Mm. I'm going to have to take that warning off that there's no <laughs> scatological jokes here no, no bathroom potty jokes oh no no we went there we went but I mean there. it's like can we just get the TV crew to follow him around and yeah. do this come on you're right it's yeah. like yeah and then he's just sitting there you know with the light on it's like how did I know that was the queen's private toilet I, I didn't know I, they didn't tell me I just had to go and went down the hallway and when you gotta go you gotta go and, and then they, they flash over and there's the queen in the diary room and she's like this exactly she's not saying that no 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 I mean you know and there's always the reaction you know the Harry and it's just like oh. <laughs> I can't take the queen anywhere yeah. man she's Oh, man, mm. my dad, what is he going to do next? And you know that in that reality series, mm. us Americans, we would be rooting for him. We'd be like, you go, yes, break the vase, use the bathroom, right. eat the crumpets, put put a half-eaten crumpet back on the tray. Right, right. <laughs> you know, because we're Americans. Right. We fought a war. We fought a war. <laughs> we Lafayette, we are here. Exactly. <laughs> and then you could do like survive. You could have like survivor type stuff for competitions, and like the loser ends up in the tower for the night or something. Oh, like that. I don't know. That's pretty harsh, dude. Oh, uh, well, you, you know. Well, they can set him up in a nice room. I mean, they just you know, go to the tower. What is the what is the uh, 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 the punishment? The official English punishment for using the Queen's facilities. Iron Maiden. Oh, cool. You know, I once saw them back in 97. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, oh. Hey, that doesn't look like Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. Would, uh, man, <laughs> I want to see that reality. Now I want to see it. Right. What do we name Keep, it, though? Keeping Up With The Windsors. Keeping Up With The Windsors. Huh? It writes itself. It writes itself. That's beautiful. Keeping Up With The Windsors. Yes. Hmm? Yes. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I smell another Photoshop. <laughs> exactly. Well, I got a busy night tonight. You do. Yeah, that's going to be great. And get a little coffee in me. Things can't perc- compete with this. Thoughts percolate. This, this human computer. That's right. Anyway, so yeah, so that so that so we'll we'll be looking forward. Keeping up with the Windsors. That is <laughs> great, guys. Oh, that's great. It's sinking in. Oh. So we'll uh, speaking speaking of protecting America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the yeah. opening of this Mariners game. Oh yeah! Did you see this? Uh, I heard about it. Yeah. Trying to see if uh, if we can do this. So what happened was they, you know, what do they do be- before you begin a-, a baseball game or any sporting game? Mm-hmm. Well, you have the national after anthem. you take an e- a knee. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, you you have a national anthem. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Put your take your if you're baseball, right? You take, you take your, your hat, hat off. off right? yeah. You don't wear your hat, and you put your you put the hat in front of the heart. You know, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm going to try to see if we can we can see this here. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so it turns out uh, uh, there there was um, what happened. Jason was there was the uh, the the Mariners, the national anthem, uh, 
And as the national anthem was going, mm-hmm. uh, a bald eagle was flying. Here it is. Was flying around the field. Nice. Beautiful, right? Yeah. You're gonna sing. Oh, say can. And here's the bald eagle, and it's flying around the field. And ah, hey, what what's going on? So anyway, uh, and then ah, and that that there is the picture of the Mariners in the outfield. Yeah. I don't know why he's out there. That's a picture of the Mariners, and here comes the. Uh, that's actually the trainer <laughs> of the. Uh, yeah. Of the. Uh, oh, good. That was copyright. From baseball. Oh, we're gonna hit all the copyrights today. It's, it's, it's Friday. It's, it's news. It's goddamn news. It's newsworthy. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it uh, as far as I'm, I'm okay with this eagle. Well, he's. Because do, yeah, doing what he does, yeah, right? gets out protecting there. America. What do he eagles, is. bald eagles, do? Symbol of our country. What do we do? We put them on the F 16s protecting America. And that bald eagle was protecting America. He was because the American, the Mariners pitcher, Seattle Mariners pitcher, is a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Good on you, eagle. I know that the eagle. He keeping that guy. St- Straight and narrow. Well, you never know. I mean, he's tracking him to make sure he doesn't have any Canadian bacon on him or any sort of uh, Canadian... Contraband? Cana- no. Cana- cannot contraband, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's got his eyes on He's like, hey, listen, man, I got my eyes on you because I'm the eagle, man. I am the national bird, brother. So, so you know? since I posted that, I posted, tweeted that, mm-hmm. tweeted that on Twitter, on Twitter to show how a bald eagle was protecting America from those... Dastardly Canadians. Yeah. Like the pitcher. They come down here. They play our baseball. Right. They eat our bacon. Right. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> They steal our women. <laughs> they steal our women. Those Canadians. It's, it's very... Um, they, they bring their comedy. It's, they bring their second city comedy. Yeah, I know. It's like, think about it. They bring Rush down here. Like, oh, that's awesome, man. Triumph comes down. Hey, that's a cool group. They bring down Justin Bieber. Canada, what did we do to you? Yeah, you that's know? right. The Canadians. See? Keep an eye on those guys. They're maybe, on our borders. Maybe the Eagle is just trying to make sure that wasn't Bieber. I don't know. Just checking them out. What's going on? Because it, it, it is kind of insidious. If you li- if you live up in Washington or you live up in let's you're say, right uh, on the border, right on the border. If you listen on a dark night, right in the background, very very low, you can hear them sharpening their skates. Mm. It's true. It's true. And a little yeah. Tom Sawyer. Today's Tom Sawyer is <laughs> high on you. <laughs> Right, you can oh, hear that. No, dee, 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 dee. right, you can hear that if you if you listen real hard. You can hear twenty one twelve. Are those Neil Pert's drums that I made <laughs> at the border? It happens. Is this a Rush album you're bringing into our fair country here? Right. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So so um, so the Eagles doing its job. Eagles. It was. It was doing its job, and I yeah. was proud of the Eagle to uh, you know kind of. Check the foreigners that are down here playing our our national pastimes and stuff. Yeah, this Mariners, uh, this Mariners pitcher from British Columbia. Right. You. I mean, think about it. They, they let you yeah. loose. You're flying around. You got some extra time on your hands. Why not frisk the pitcher? Make exactly. sure there's just Canadian, you know, contraband. That's going. right. Molson's probably got Molson's in his it, pockets. Right. It so anyway. Happen. So. So, so pointing this out on Twitter, which I did, yeah, you know, as a public service, as a patriot, an American, uh, this uh, fine a person who follows me, uh, Christina, uh, uh, reacted with a, another bald eagle incident, which mm. uh, 
bald eagle protecting America. That is our president with a bald eagle. If you remember this one, this happened, I think, during the uh, during the run up to the election Campaign when team. there was a bald eagle on the on uh, Trump's desk, and yeah. they were filming a commercial with the bald eagle, and the bald eagle attacked. Well, the bald the eagle president. is trained, man. I mean, he, he <laughs> supposedly they are trained. They are. I mean, he he sensed Agent Orange, and he found it. Well, I, you know, you know, you know what the the moral of the story is. <laughs> Bald eagles are raptors. Don't mess with raptors. Period. Right. End of story. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's like it's like I, I've I've actually uh, they have them at the Oregon Zoo. Mm-hmm. They do they do the the yeah. wild raptor birds like in the summertime. Yeah. You take the kids out there and stuff, and they they have a stage and they do a little show off at the mm-hmm. zoo, and they have the raptor. And every year, like I think I was one there year, and the raptors just swooping down, looking at these little kids, going, "Hmm, little hungry today, right?" You know, ah, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they do never. Uh, I've, I've I've seen some of those raptor shows, right? And yeah. it always seems like there's something that the trainer is trying to get the raptor to do, and the raptor's like, mm, "No, yeah, you know, they they're not, they're not they're pretty independent. They're, they're they are." They're right. they're pretty they're pretty. I know now. I am a huge raptor fan. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just uh, it, I love it when I'm driving out anywhere, even on the highways twenty six or whatever, mm-hmm. and you drive past like a big like well, I don't know if it's raptor, but like a big owl or something that just there on the signs. Yeah. First time I ever saw yeah. Baldy was I was a kid. Went down to Klamath Falls, oh. driving through the highways, mm-hmm. and I don't think I'd ever. I mean, I see a bald eagle in captivity at the zoo or whatever. Yeah, but this was back in the day when we were killing them with the DDT. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like we almost made the symbol of our country Ex- bald eagles. Let's make them extinct, shall we? Weren't they on the endangered list for a while? Yes, they were. They were. And uh, because when we were growing up as kids, it was like they're on the endangered list. There's the DDT, this... this um, the pesticides or whatever yeah. pesticide whatever yeah. was killing them off and uh, so there was this huge thing about it I remember when we were growing up and so I was like you're never going to see bald eagles but you know they did it seemed like the California condors you mm-hmm. know that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, so uh, as a kind of a teenager go down to Klamath Falls I was driving on the highway and there's just like bald eagle just perched on the highway post like a few of them, yeah, and I was like freaking out. I was like, yeah, you know, oh my gosh! And, and you quickly learn they're much bigger than what you see on TV. They're huge. Yeah. And then yeah. later, in a in Southeast Portland, in a house, mm-hmm. uh, we actually have here in Southeast, down by the this Oaks Bottom. Yes, there are nests. There's raptors, and there are e- there well, at least there wetlands, were right. They had a little wetland area where yeah. there's yeah, and there were actually uh, eagles, a family, wow, eagle family. I was <laughs> I was out doing the the thing, Jason, that yeah. you do in your backyard. You do this every week, sure. Barbecue, especially yeah. when it's not raining, it's sunny, especially in the summer. Yep. You sit out in yep. the lawn chair with a beer, with a beverage, maybe uh, a, a nice frosty beverage, right? Yeah. Well, food, now, nowadays, it's, nowadays it's water, but right. okay. Yeah. Well, I like a speaker out there. You listen to the tunes. You just you're just having a good time, right? Sure. You're just relaxing in your yard. Yeah. This giant eagle flies right over me <laughs> in the backyard. I'm like, 
Oh, Lord. I mean, it yeah. really comes down low. Mm. There's nothing like it. I'm, I'm telling no, you. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. you know, then I probably had one too many beers. <laughs> anyway, that's an eagle. That's an eagle. <laughs> a crow tried to fly away with me. That wasn't a crow, dude. That was an eagle. Oh, it's an eagle. Oh, you know yeah. it. You know it when you're oh, close yeah. to it. And like you said, they're they're bigger than you think when the wings Much are out. Bigger. Yeah, first first eagle I ever saw was in, in person, right? It was, mm-hmm. uh, I believe, uh, Yellowstone. And uh, I was I was taken aback because you see him on TV, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're somewhat sizable. But this guy was just, he was a mammoth eagle, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then you hear stories oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, they're they're known for, like, flying off with, like, small piglets and stuff to feed on. And, like, oh, yeah. you, probably, you probably don't want to be underneath the talons when he comes swooping down. Yeah. Well, again, again, this this is like a right down here in southeast Portland, right? Right, yeah. and then it was like, hey, yeah. I an eagle, and then you'd see a couple of them or whatever, and it was like, oh yeah, there's a nest down there, you know, and they, mm. you know, the people monitor them, the, you know, whoever controls the lands. Of course, you you want to be like, okay, let's you know, right? Let's not screw this up. <laughs> let's right. let them do their eagle things, right? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> like. Pick up your cat. Wow! It's Next like, thing you know, there goes Fluffy. Yeah, exactly. Oh man! Yeah. But I, I, I think they're majestic birds. They're they're they really impressive. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like. It. But it, it, yeah. And then I saw after that, I'd see them all the time. And then if you went down to Oaks Bottom, you'd see them like circling around there. It's like, yeah. look, there's the eagles. Yeah. The symbol of our country. Oh, sick and you'll say. Yeah, it's been known that if you're out there and you see an angle, you just spontaneously burst out you, in the natural. You do, you do. You, know? you, you, you really do. And the rockets red flare. You know? Yes, you do. You do. Yeah, it happens. Yes, you just suddenly become immediately patriotic. Right. So now, I mean, if, if you're a pitcher and or you're an outfielder and you're Canadian, now you know or Japanese or Japanese, whatever. Japanese, yeah. Ichiro, you got to be on your guard, man. Cubans? Do we have any Cubans in there? Uh, we got uh, some we, Dominicans. We, we have some Cubans. We have some Dominicans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of Dominicans. We got you. In, in, in we got the eyes on you, Mister. Yeah. Anyway, um, do you like that movie Gladiator? Remember that movie Gladiator? Which one? Uh, this was uh, there Rid- was two of them. Ridley Scott. Okay, and that was that was the one about Rome, ancient Rome. Russell Crowe starred yes. Russell Crowe, and uh, it was a Ridley Scott jo- film. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, you like that movie? Uh, yeah, it was all right. All right, sure. Would you like to own something from that movie? Well, now you have me intrigued. Well, you can. Yes. Uh, and let me get the the correct word for this here Russell Crowe who mm. starred in Gladiator mm-hmm. apparently uh, he's been divorcing or getting a divorce yeah. or divorce some sort of divorce ish kind of a thing Yeah, and I, you know I don't know how this works is it, I mean it seems like is he raising money or whatever Yeah, he, he, he has Russell Crowe the actor has created something called the art of divorce auction <laughs> where he is auctioning off his stuff mm. like you do after a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like, "Oh, yeah." Yeah. Which includes various props, costumes, and things from 
the movie Gladiator. Wow. For example, okay. I don't know if I can find a, a photograph here. You can look these photographs up. You can see what's up for auction. Okay. Um, the chariot he rode in yes. in the movie yes. is up for auction. Ooh, I wouldn't mind having that. Okay. Uh, Russell Crowe's divorce auction. What's under the hammer? The star is selling some of his treasured possessions. Here are five-ish lots with a bit of history. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, Russell Crowe is celebrating his birthday and his wedding anniversary, and he's auctioning off what he calls stuff. Wedding anniversary. Hundreds of items, including film, costumes, props, modern Australian art. He has an excellent eye. Sporting memorabilia. Women's jewelry. Women's jewelry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and guitars. Women's jewelry. Okay. Yeah, that was the thing. He's got like a, something like a a fifty thousand dollar diamond ring or whatever. Wow! A, it's like a, a divorce, I guess. But yeah. his wedding anniversary, so huh? Uh, watches and cricket caps, motorcycles, diamond rings, twentieth uh, century Australian art. I would like a cricket cap. Boots from Romper Stomper, <laughs> where he played a Nazi, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a white supremacist. Uh, cloth angel doll from the sum of us. Lots ten and nineteen is what you want to go for. Gladiator trophies. Gladiator. Oh yes, the gladiator cod piece that he wore. A leather jock strap, <laughs> once worn by Russell Crowe. Jason yes. could be yours. Nice. I'll do. Uh, you know, I'll put it in a bid. A leather jock strap. Sure. <laughs> this was. <laughs> I can just see you coming home, honey. Look what I got. Hey, it's a... It looks like a jockstrap. It is. It's made of leather. Russell Crowe wore it. <laughs> right. It's, it's it's a great uh, icebreaker when you're in the... You know, you're walking through the store. You know, maybe exactly. You're what there, are you wearing there? You're over there trying to pick up some spam or whatever, and like, wow, uh, provocative cod piece you have on. Well, why, thank you. I just happened to purchase it at the Russell Crowe divorce auction. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see. There were some pictures here of, yeah. of that... Oh, here we go. Here's the, here's the, here's, yes, yes, Jason. Are you ready for this? Oh, Jason, you silly goose. Did you buy another cod piece? Why, yes, I did. Yes, Jason, this leather cod piece can be yours. There it is, isn't it? Beautiful. Oh, man. Uh, hi, bitter, bitter, bitter. Hi, bitter. I have 125, 125, 130, 130, 135 to the man, and, and Jason Allen. I'm like totally dissatisfied. I wanted a cod piece, and they <laughs> sent me a, a, a Roman jock strap. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a Roman jock strap. With a wooden cup. And well, if you're gonna get the jock strap, you're gonna need to get the, the chariot that goes with it. Right. Quad. Right. Now be all right. Now, Jason Allen, wouldn't you look good tooling down the roads in beautiful oh, yeah. Oak Grove and Gladstone in this original gladiator chariot? Oh, Start yeah. the bidding at one twenty five, one twenty five, one do I hear thirty, 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 one twenty five, one twenty six, one twenty six. You know, I'll, and then I'm gonna like trick out my chariot. You know, I'm gonna put like uh, Christmas lights on it, maybe some hydraulics, so it's like a little, you know, one of those going up and down. And then, and then what I'm gonna really do, my my uh, piece de resistance is I'm. Going to hook a, uh, I'm gonna hook a uh, Mercedes emblem right on the front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that way. Wow, that's nice. And this one, yes. from the sea. 
the mm-hmm. diamond encrusted ring going for somewhere between seventy to uh, seventy thousand dollars, one hundred thousand dollars, one hundred and one. Do I have one on one one hundred and one? <laughs> diamond estimated yeah. seventy thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's kind of a. I mean, the the thing about the ring is, like, I could see, oh, yeah, so he's got the gladiator codpiece, yeah. he's got the chariot. Apparently, there's also uh, fake prop horses that they used in the movie, Ooh. so you can get a, a full-size Ooh. prop horse. Um, Put them out on the front yard, like Christmas, you know, Christmas and stuff. But, like, I mean, the, the, know, the, yeah. the, whole, the, the whole diamond ring thing is, is, is odd. <laughs> that's sort yeah. of like, that's sort of like, uh, I don't know what, that's... Kind of, yeah. a, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's a divorce auction, so it's like, uh-huh. yeah. auctioned your ring. Yeah, I mean, unless I don't know, there's something we don't know about Russell Crowe. And, I, I most women know they see that like, okay, what what what'd you do wrong? Why are you giving me this ring? What, what'd you do wrong? Mm. No, no, honey, really. Divorce can be messy, and when all is said and done, everyday objects can become painful reminders of a spoiled marriage. They sure can. <laughs> This according to uh, uh, CTV News. That is awesome. Canadian. Um, Actor Russell Crowe has found a novel way to deal with the problem by selling off hundreds of pieces collected during his marriage, including diamond jewelry, a dinosaur skull, a dinosaur skull, Mm. two motorcycles, and a leather jock strap. That is is such a, a... Eclectic sort of grew. I mean, wow! But you had me at dinosaur skull. Okay. I know, right? Wow, yeah, right. The stuff you collect. You know, it's it, it yeah. is true. When you get married, you end up collecting things. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I am I'm not exactly Russell Crowe, but I do have Craigslist. <laughs> so me and Russell are like this, bro. That's right. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah, you do. You're right. You do collect the no, darndest stuff. You never know I, what you I'm get. right there with Russell. Right. Only well, taking forever, but finally it's like, you know, you open up a drawer and you go, what is, why do I have, Craigslist. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's okay. let's sell this and melt this down, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I, I was like, I, I was like, wow. You know, I mean, you could open drawers up and go, let's turn this stuff into cash. Shall right. we? Well, and it also really tells you about uh, old Russ's personality. I mean, really eclectic stuff. I know, right? A a, a Roman jockstrap and a, a and a dinosaur <laughs> skull. You know, other people are selling like silverware and whatever. A I mean, barbecue. Yeah. A barbecue. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, sorry, I don't have any dinosaur skulls or leather jocks. Well. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on Craigslist on purpose later, just so I can look at. Hey, look at that! There's a leather jockstrap. Oh, Doc, you scamp! Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is always like. That is, that is always like. Uh, after the divorce, it's like, what do you do with all of this? Right, <laughs> pair of handcuffs and, and, and right. And, and, oh look, got to do Leather something with it. Chains. Oh boy, <laughs> this this Ooh. has turned into an uncomfortable moment on Coffee with the Curmudgeons. Dinosaur um, skull, <laughs> kinky. Exactly. Know? Like wow. Do you think it wasn't? Didn't he do Hamlet? 
Was that his Hamlet skull? <laughs> no, I think that was to Mel. Be or not to be. Oh, wait a minute. That was Mel. This is the wrong skull. Right. Yorick. I, ooh, I swear he did one, too. I, I thought that was Mel that did Hamlet. It was Mel, but I swear Russell. They all do. You know, they're Australians, right? They all got to do, like, Macbeth and <laughs> right. Hamlet or whatever. Right. And you know, you're not. You're not. And, and play a gladiator in a Ridley Scott film, you know? Right. <laughs> right. I mostly remember Russ from uh, uh, L.A. Confidential. You know, yeah. where he plays. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was good. Very, yeah. very good. Um, yeah. Master Commander. That's what a I was thinking of. Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Ron Howard film, right? Evidently in his mind, he's got, you know, dinosaur yeah. skulls. And... Uh, I, I was thinking from um, The Insider. You ever seen that yes. one? Yeah. See, we're, now we're giving you Russell Crowe movies to watch. Yeah. Because he has to auction off his stuff, so, you know, make him a little... A little. Uh, we gotta, yeah, we gotta promote the a insider. Bit. So I hear that there's like on the auction block, there's a whole bunch of uh, mm. an ashtray full of cigarette butts from the insider. Excellent, excellent. Go for seventy thousand. <laughs> That's one expensive butt, man. Well, it was a major motion picture. Uh, I'm trying to because I'm, I'm 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 curious. I didn't read the whole article. Mm-hmm. I just saw the leather jockstrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, I'm telling you, I, I sold a barbecue yesterday on Craigslist. Sweet, I did. I really nice. did. I am so. I'm having my own art of divorce auction on Craigslist via Craigslist. Well, you got to clear some space out. You know, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, then it gets down to the bone. It's like, what else can I sell around here? <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, you get you get addicted to Craigslist. Well, you kind of because you start selling stuff and people start handing you cash money, the green, right? And yeah. then you're like, "What else can I sell? If I took these socks off, would you give me like five bucks for them? you know what I mean? All I need is the left one. Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. Yeah. I got another sock in the drawer, right? <laughs> and people will buy the darndest stuff. They will. It's and God bless them for it. You know? Oh man, I got so many Craigslist stories. We can take the rest of the time. I'm telling you. Yeah, but uh, but I, I I wanted to know what this is because it's the art of divorce again. The CTV News Canada, watch the bald eagles. Yep. Uh, the auction organized through Sotheby's Australia will be held Saturday in Sydney. So this is we gotta go to Sydney. Gotcha. I think we could Skype in and call in though. I think those big auctions you can. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, close close. Yeah, you don't have to be coming awesome. from a land down. You have down. someone with a paddle. You know. Yeah. Martin Landau and James Mason shows up, mm-hmm. and you create a disturbance and you run away. Yeah, that's, you got to do that. That's a famous scene from North by Northwest. <laughs> Cary Grant. Just there's one person out there right now, like, oh yeah, I remember it's that great scene. It's yeah. a great scene. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So the auction in Southeast Australia was Saturday in Sydney. The date was carefully chosen. It's Crow's wedding anniversary, which he once celebrated with his ex-wife, actress and singer Danielle Spencer. Mm-hmm. The pair got married in 2003 and separated in 2012. Yeah. Uh, he once celebrated with his ex-wife. I, I, I know someone who did that once. Mm-hmm. They celebrated their wedding anniversary after being divorced. I was oh. like, I was like, are you nuts? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, I was like, huh? It's like, yeah, I'm even going to have drinks. I can't. I don't, I don't understand <clears throat> that. If, if. I don't understand that. 
Yeah. Uh, there are some people that uh, <laughs> celebrate their divorce days, you know? Like, well, yes! there is that. There is that. Yeah. Uh, the idea sounds a bit cheeky. That's because it is. The official poster of the event shows a dapper crow with a cocktail in hand smiling and, and tilting his glass. The event's title is written in gold cursive on the breast <laughs> of his tuxedo, The Art of Divorce. <laughs> At least he's doing it in style, you know. Crow told the Australian yeah. morning television show that the idea behind the sale was to turn something that was a little, a little bit bleak into something, a little bit bleak, something into joyful. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go from bleak house to cleaning house. Right yeah, now. Exactly. come on. Anyway, yeah. That'd so uh, awesome. go for yeah, go for that. Uh, Go for that leather jock strap from Gladiator. Right. You know, he missed kind of an opportunity. I mean, I know he, he's doing it through Sotheby's yeah. and kind of a high-end market. He should have made a deal with uh, the QVC channel. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Russell Crowe Divorce Sales Spectacular. Russ, come on in here. Hey, good day, mate. I got here a leather jock strap that I had, didn't have a one in, you know, 12 years, but you can have it for $5,000. Yeah. You know, that would be awesome. Ba-da, da, 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 you know, yeah. Get out of That was good. That was a good accent too. You know, it's funny because I saw a job listing for Q- QVC hosts somewhere. Oh, I'm not joking. I was like, God, we could do that. You're looking at them right here. Ah, we could do. Yeah, that. and actually, you know what? There's nothing better yeah. than to sell something. With an Australian accent, I think. Right. you, you got to have think? some sort of accent because people yeah. suck into that. If you could just come in with a normal, you know, white bread, hey, why don't you buy well, my stuff? You like, have, like, one person. You have, like, like I think I would, I could be the American person. Okay, yeah. Right? Just mm-hmm. the normal person. Yeah. But you would have to be, and especially you're, you're kind of wearing the hat and everything. you got to, because Americans, they trust, they, they like the American, but they, they, they have to have something else. Now, yeah. German doesn't work. I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> you will buy my yeah, exactly. It's like, you will buy my barbecue. <laughs> it is very nice. You can see, very efficient. Eins, zwei, eins, zwei. <laughs> what do you mean? This you price is the best. <laughs> right, the best. If you can see it, you are. It's made by crops. It is made by crops. <laughs> exactly. the best. Yes, exactly. I can't do that. This is my Bosch. <laughs> what is a German company like Mercedes? Mercedes and Volkswagen and other fine things. So, you say you're only going to pay $5, are you? I wonder what German QVC is like over there in Germany. Right. <laughs> is that nice? Yeah. Hansen, <laughs> it's like two guys just Hansen like sitting there Open it up. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. It's like it's, a, it's like a, the Sid Caesar sketch I yes. sent you the other day. That was brilliant. <laughs> it's exactly like the Sid Caesar sketch. Sid, uh, Sid Caesar, for you kids who don't know, because none of you know, was an original television oh. pioneer. Yeah. He was a pioneer of original live television when live television, when people... Few people started buying televisions and actually watching this little black and white thing. They had these live TV variety shows, and they were all vaudevillians. They had all done live shows, vaudeville, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, where, who do we get to put on television? It's like podcast. It's like, what do we do? Here's a mic. What, what, we got a camera. What do we do now? Yeah. So they hired vaudevillians to do shows. Sure. And uh, yeah. and they hired uh, uh, Shakespearean people and stuff to do plays and things. Mm-hmm. And that was live television. Sid Caesar had your show of shows. Was it He's so right? brilliant? Yeah, your show and, of shows. And uh, it was a yeah. sensation. It was a comedy show, sketch yeah. comedy. It was kind of live sketch comedy. Yeah. 
Um, him, him, and Burl and uh, Carl Jack, Reiner, Jack Benny, Carl. Yeah, yeah. And Carl, well, yeah. Then yeah, but he it was, launched. You're right. The show shows launched tons of careers. I think Woody Allen. Yeah, um, were all, all all these guys were writers. Yeah, uh, Larry Gelbart of uh, Mash and all that. Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks. I think all these people. Oh, Blake Edwards. Blake Edwards. Yeah. 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 So anyway, uh, there's a really good movie. Yeah. A uh, Peter O'Toole movie called. Um, uh, oh, what's my, it called? Fa- my favorite. My year. favorite year is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great movie. Alan Swan. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's Peter O'Toole plays plays Alan Swan, Alan Swan, and he's basically Errol Flynn, a fictional yeah. right. Right. He, he's uh, he's modeled after Errol Flynn. Oh, that's right. His uh, career's on the skids. Who's the guy who was the Sid Caesar character? Oh, King Kaiser. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. King, King Kaiser. It is the King Kaiser yeah. show, and they uh, had the guy from. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what was that one show? He plays the writer. He was in that yeah, eight, I 80s, remember. 90s sitcom. I want it's a drama. Yeah. And so it's about, uh, oh, I think it's the guy who was on that Alaska show. Yes. That. Uh, oh, that, you uh, mean Northern Exposure? Northern Exposure. Wasn't the Northern Exposure guy? Maybe so. not. But anyway, mm. it, but that My Favorite Year is, is basically written from the perspective of yeah. this young kind of intern kid who gets a job. On the show, and it's all about the crazy backstage antics of doing a live show like the Sid Caesar Your Show shows. Great, it's a very, movie. very good movie. Yeah. But anyway, so Sid Caesar used to do these things, which I sent you, and mm-hmm. it just came up. One of his things that he was known for yeah. was doing languages and accents mm-hmm. without actually speaking the language or the accent. Mm-hmm. So he would make fake language that sounded just like. What he was doing, and one of the famous, very, very yeah. famous, was German. Right. He'd like play a German general or something, yeah. and he'd speak this gibberish that sounded just like German, but it was gibberish. My, Throw in a few words so my, you knew what my was monocle going. has schmutz on it. You yeah, yeah, say, yeah, that kind I of sort it. of thing. And and he was brilliant at it. He did Russian too. There was some. <laughs> he, they're all on YouTube. That's the thing. You can go to YouTube, yeah, and you find all this classic stuff, and you're just like, like I watched that clip, and I sent you. It was like mm-hmm. a seven minute clip, mm-hmm. and I sent it to you, and I just watched it, and I was like mesmerized. It was like, how yeah. brilliant is this comedy? Yeah, you know, because you're just so bought in that this guy, he's like a general, and he's getting dressed, and he has yeah. his assistant, yeah. and and they're just like speaking. German in quotes, right? And it's just brilliant, and it people is. loved it. Yeah, and he was he was well known for that. I mean, well known for other things too, but uh, that was one of his well known skills as a comedian. They'd ask right. him to do well. Could could you could you read this in German or Russian or something? And he's like, okay, you know, and then yeah, he'd, he'd, and he'd throw in yeah. just enough English words to make it funny. Oh yeah, you know, just slip in. Words and things like that. So um, totally brilliant. You're very, very. Uh, yeah. So so. Um, yeah. I have no idea where. I was going. No, I'm just like we I were talking do, about I that. I can do this. Like, QVC. Yeah, I'm... QVC. We're gonna do the QVC. So uh, so yeah. So I was thinking along those lines. Like if you were watching German QVC, yeah. it would be very Sid Caesar's. Yes. You know? Yes. That is no schmutzen on Sibarakuen. <laughs> you know, I can't right. even do it. But, schmutzen. But, you know, it'd be like that. Or yeah. Russian QVC would be good. Yes. Um, that would be a great set, too, because they'd have a, you'd have to have a portrait of Putin behind you. Right. I know. <laughs> some, guys, some guy with an AK-47 back there just staring, you know, because yeah. if you don't sell enough, you know. But 
I'm thinking more more pleasant sort of stuff. Yeah. We could do um, oh Japanese QFC. Could you imagine that? Because you know the yeah. There's nothing more bizarre than Japanese television. Oh, that's great. You know? Yeah. I mean, it would be like someone getting kicked in the nuts or something. I don't know. It would just be like, oh, no. Right. I mean, there's some really, really, really weird stuff. In Japanese TV, sure. Oh, no. I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I don't even want to go into it. I think you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, it's it's fun stuff. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know how fun it is. Well, I mean, to watch it, it's it, it's. I, I, I don't think yeah, I want to be in it. Uh, I don't know, but I could do Irish. This is a, this is a family show. I don't yeah. want to go into Japanese we television. A, we could do. Uh, you can look at it on YouTube. Um, we, we could do a morning show for uh, QVC for you, and I could be Irish. I could. Be, oh, uh, I like that. I, I could be Patrick O'Rourke. And you could be Doc Normal. That's right. And yeah. we'll, we'll call the show Top of the Morning. Oh, I love it. Top yeah. of the Morning with Doc Normal. Sorry, you know? I don't know that one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, we'll, we'll move on from there. Um, <laughs> you, didn't say, you didn't even say the name. Right. Top of the Morning. <laughs> now she responds to Irish accents. It's That's like, right. I'll just. Um, um, let's see. I could do. We could do Australian. I like That's the Australian. Easy. Hi, g'day, mate. Down under with Doc Normal. What, what do we have? Oh, today we. Uh, I'm, I'm now I'm yeah. doing some Cockney okay. accent. It's hey, okay. Governor! I can do that too, yeah. you know? It's, hey, Governor! Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's funny because I know. Me boys. I know Me boys. Australian. <laughs> we just get Australian. Yeah. G'day, mate. Yeah. We'll some shrimps on the barbie out there. And, yeah. Australians have a heck of a sense of humor. <laughs> Hence, Russell Crowe and the art of divorce. I mean, it, right. No, they, they, I, like the, I like the Australians. No, oh, yeah. It's a place I've never been, but I, I would I would go. Uh, I would, too. I'd go down under, sure. Even though, apparently, every insect will kill you there. It's quite possible, yes. yeah. It's like, it's like, don't touch it, mate. Good day, mate. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Um, let's see, Irish. I can do British. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the people, they want some... Funny, crazy person with with an accent to sell them something. Right. Maybe, maybe do like a Norwegian one. Yeah. Probably, I could probably pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell them a Sven. loot fix loot. Loot fisk. Loot fisk. Yeah. Uh, pasta maker. Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> this makes pasta and loot fisk. It's loot fisk pasta. Loot fisk pasta. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you make a loot fist, people come over and they say, Hey, I bought that on QVC with Doc Normal. <laughs> this pasta is made of the loot fist. Whatever. Then, you know, anyway, and then we could have like. It's a, a Friday. Yeah, we could have Swedish women uh, wrestling too. Oh, man. That's what they do over there. We're just yeah, trying to entertain. Dude, dude, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's sexist. I thought you said Swedish and I thought meatballs and then it was just. Oh, the else. Swedish meatballs. I can do that too. IKEA. You can go to IKEA. Good. Oh, brother. <laughs> anyway. See, you just, you just you, you said that, and then it's like... But... Speaking uh, of sexism... I wasn't sexist. Speaking of sexist... I will wrestle... You know, I, I will take all comers. It's fine. You know, I'm willing to get the crap beat out of me for uh, selling some stuff. Well, that's a good segue, though. Speaking of sexist... Oh. <laughs> oh. Jason, sex? remember sex. the John Hughes? Remember the Breakfast Club? Yes. You remember the Pretty in Pink? Love that movie. Oh, love those John movies. Hughes films. Sure. Molly Ringwald, who star of several of those movies, Sixteen actually, Candles, Sixteen Candles, Pretty, Pretty in Pink. Pink. In fact, they pointed out uh, that she was uh, 
sort of called his muse. Mm. Like mm-hmm. he wrote things with Molly Ringwald in mind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she just dropped a thing in um, New Yorker. Da, 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 da. I love it when I when I send this stuff out. Uh, yeah, the New Yorker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New Yorker magazine. She just dropped a, a column or a thing she wrote. Excellent. In the New Yorker, you can go look this up. It is uh, under the heading of personal history. It's called What About the Breakfast Club? Hmm. Revisiting the movies of my youth in the age of hashtag me too. By Interesting. Yeah. Molly Ringwald. Mm-hmm. And she goes through and talks about John Hughes and the John Hughes movies that they did together. And what, what, what kind of instigated this is her 10-year-old daughter... Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm reading this, and it was like, uh, what was it? How many years ago did they make The Breakfast Club? It's like if you really oh, want to feel old, Jason. 1986, 85. Yeah, 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 86. Yeah, just yeah. read this, and you're like, how many years ago was it? You know, I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, no. But anyway, um, she said that uh, the setup for this is that her 10-year-old daughter came to her and said, hey, I, Mom, I want to watch The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of like, uh, I think you're a little young for the Breakfast Club, but ten years. Yeah. The, but the ten year old, her daughter's friends already had seen the movie. Oh, okay. So she was really she she was kind of wanted to wait for older, which I kind of agree with. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I was like at that time i was yeah. like mm, no the john hughes movie's not not quite yet you know yeah wait, but wait till you at least hit 13 or 14 that, well that what she did is since her friends had seen it and were talking about it she said okay i'll give in and and then you know th- what you do as a parent is i will watch it with you mm-hmm. we will watch it together so that they're i mean this is the best way like look if you're gonna watch something and the parent's there the parent can ask questions you know, as parenting, that creates trust. That creates, uh, a, you know, it's mm-hmm. that's the way you want to do it. Rather than the kid goes off, does it on their own, and then has a lot of questions and right. doesn't come to you about it. So, so they watched it together, which is weird because she's in the movie, right? So it's like eh, you're going to watch me in in the movie. Very surreal. Yeah. And of course, looking back on these films, there's a lot of there's issues. Mm-hmm. You know. Issues of, um, well, there's just issues. So she wrote a whole thing in The New Yorker about about the the Breakfast Club and, and also about Pretty in Pink, some others, yeah. and about John Hughes. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was, it was, I, I, it was, it's a good article. Okay. okay. I was a little bit like, okay, you know, uh, she does not throw John Hughes under the bus. And, of course, John Hughes uh, died quite some time ago now, right. heart attack. Mm-hmm. So John's not with us anymore. Um, she doesn't throw him under the bus. She does address things that today don't play out very well. Understand? And it sure. was a, it was a good mm-hmm. article. I'd recommend uh, the the one thing she talks about that came up in and I haven't. I love the Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, well, uh, we. We, came up with it. Right. You know, yeah. we grew up with all these movies, yeah. and these were great movies. And the gr- good thing about this article is Molly Ringwald talks about how 
you know, for all things and things that you watch now and you're like, I don't know about that scene or whatever. John Hughes was the first guy who was actually making movies about teenagers. No one cared. Hollywood wasn't making movies like honest movies about teenagers. There was nothing. He right. was it. Right. He up, was it. Yeah, up until then, the teenage was nothing. sort of uh, franchise movies were all... Um, Disney, maybe-ish. Or, or, on the other spectrum, risky business and things like that, where it would be very... You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of drinking and a lot of partying. You know, fast times at Ridgemont uh, you, High. You know, or, yeah. Well, yeah. Right. She she does bring that one up, and that's kind of I think in the milieu of yeah, that'd be the right thing. But to you're say. right. Hughes did tackle a lot of the middle class American Midwest sort honest, of uh, honest in an honest yeah. way. Yeah. I, I think she says that up until that point, really, teenage movies were you know the slasher yeah movies. Yeah, you know the tropes of teenagers, and then teenagers do or, stuff. Yeah, then, or the party movies, you know, or a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, a lot of I remember when Hughes came out, and when all these movies came out, then all of a sudden there were these movies that dealt honestly with youth and that sort of thing, and they yeah. just they, they just didn't it just wasn't a Hollywood thing, right? So she does say that. Um, she brings up a thing in the Breakfast Club where. Uh, John Bender ducks under the table where my character, Claire, is sitting to hide from a teacher. While there, he takes the opportunity to peek under Claire's skirt. <laughs> and though the audience doesn't see it, it is implied that he touches her inappropriately. So that's one of the things where it's like, this you know, right. is really bad. And she actually goes into the fact that it's not even her in that scene. Like, it's a body double adult. Because she was like, they don't even think they could have legally filmed that right you know she was right. a teenager but she, she brings up things like that it's actually really well written because on the one hand mm. i understand some of the things and there's been things about john hughes movies that have come up over the years sure but on the other hand it's also like i i am like hey you know yeah we get that we get that now you know um and she brings it up she talks uh, uh, about some people who uh, starred in a couple other movies. Yeah. The is it the drunk girl from Pretty in Pink? I want to say hmm. that actress. She actually has a conversation. She reached out and talks to people. Okay. She talked to a guy who uh, was a production assistant um, who said, "No, no, no. These movies helped me identify." He he he. He told her that no matter what the problems were for the movies, that they at least identified individuality and the things that kids were going through at the time, which led him to be able to come out as gay later, Mm. you know, and be comfortable with himself. Like, Mm. it was the first movies that he had seen as a kid to go, oh, okay, okay, other kids are struggling with things identity and she said not that there was a specific thing in there but but the themes of these kids Mm -hmm. and 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 so she she makes some really good points she try she i think she balanced this thing out really well like she hammers the problems yeah but then she goes out and talks to people and other people are like you know 
wait a minute, I still identified with these movies and it helped me deal with things because there was nothing out there that did. Right, and you also, when you, when you first saw the movies when you were a teenager, you saw them, and in, 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 I'm not trying to give a pass to any of this, but you, you, yeah. you uh, absorbed this material uh, at the time in the times that they were shot, right? In, in the 80s, where things are now, I think, a little more evolved now in the 21st century than it was in the 80s. And so we can look back retroly and say, well, you know, we we may have some problems with some areas of it, as you should, right? As you should critique uh, all forms of media from your vantage point, even if it's something that's 30 years before you. But you need to take in your mind the, the contextualization of what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And again, I'm not giving it a pass. I'm just saying historically you need to understand uh, what the times were, and I'm not saying that that's correct or incorrect. I'm just saying it is what it is. Well, yeah, and then... She, but it's good that she's come back yeah, you know, years yeah. later and said, listen, this is... And it's also cool that some people say, listen, well, at the time when I saw it, I saw it, but I absorbed it this way, and it helped me... Yeah, yeah, that... that ...come to terms. when In, in a world in the 80s that didn't address any sort of coming out or... or us, uh, human, human sexuality and, mm-hmm. and sexual preference, you know, that was... You know, you you didn't talk about you know, and it's good that Hughes started at least at least Hughes I think started the conversation a little bit. Yeah, it had a it, it, it took its know? characters on. I know I, I think you, what you said was just right, is like I remember when as an adult things started coming. I was like, well, you know, this character and they did this in these John Hughes movies, yeah. and you recollect back and you go, oh, I just remember. Yeah. Really identifying and loving these movies and going, thank God someone's making movies like this. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and and you, like you said, it's not like you identified with that side of it. You identified in a whole different way. Right. And she has examples of that, like people she talks to yeah. and stuff, where she's like, I have a problem with this, but apparently these people saw it, don't, yeah. saw it differently yeah. and saw it more positively. Yeah. And she puts that all out in balance. It was really, like, when I got through it, it was because I was like, uh-oh, here it goes, right? You know, because it's always like, let's reassess things in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, which is fine. Yeah. That's, I mean, there are some things you can, like birth of a nation and stuff. Well, oh, yeah, you need to go well, through and call it what it is. That's, and but, that's my thought, is yeah. that when you go back, you know, there's been things written about Hitchcock and stuff, and you're like... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you can go back and look at things from an earlier time and find all kinds of problems with it. Sure. You know? Sure. So so do you do you throw it out or do you do you put it in context in yeah. a better like in a better mindset? Like we all have developed. I mean, we Yeah. Civil rights and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 yeah. our lifetime right there. That's not like uh, you know uh, uh, Martin Luther King, MLK was just fifty years. Uh, uh, was it yesterday? Right. The yeah. Day before. Yeah. Where's the, my, my his, his, his was it his assassination? Was it sixty eight? Yeah. 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 I mean, everything's coming. Everything is coming because it's fifty yeah. years since nineteen sixty eight, which was a pivotal year, Huge. including the assassination of of Martin Luther King. We yeah. keep hitting these histories in sixty eight, and it's like that's just I, yeah. I, that's my lifetime, you know. Yeah. And and you'd think if you think in the context of wow, America, like in those early days, 
uh, uh, weren't like 50 years ago wasn't that i mean we weren't uh what do i want to say i mean we were racist whereas i mean still are right you know right. and it's like and that doesn't mean that you're excusing it or making it right here, here here's the thing and this is i i'm saying this poorly mm-hmm. i there's a there's a paragraph in here that she wrote that I thought was really good that kind of transcends this whole thing. Mm-hmm. She says, erasing history is a dangerous road when it comes to art. Um, change is essential, but so too is remembering the past in all of its transgression and barbarism so that we may properly gauge how far we have come and also how far we still need to go. Beautiful, yeah. I'm- I... I Franklin said it best. Those who uh, yeah. uh, forget their history are doomed to repeat it. I mean, you, right. you don't have to. I mean, yeah, you can look at things from a uh, what I'd like to call more evolved sort of yeah. social uh, uh, look at things. But in, as long as you can look at it and, and say, yeah, I, I realized back then things were a certain way and they're not as kosher as they are today and what we're trying to strive for today. And I, I think that's probably the best way to do it. Of course, there's some things out there, I mean, that's like, really racist that you have to just call, you know, you just well, have to yeah. come down on it uh, as far and as... And you, you, know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have this, you know, yeah. these, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have the Breakfast Club be the Breakfast Club movie if you made it in 2018. She makes that point, right? right. It's like, you know, it would be different. It, but yeah. I just thought that that... that that line really transcended even the whole piece to say because it's like I've always wanted to kind of say, you know, what what do you do? Do you throw everything out, put blinders on, yeah, and then move because you can't move forward. You don't know what came before, right? And you and I are like huge, you know, we 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 are big into history, and, yeah. And 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 history history is not pretty. History? You think movies and television and pop art? That's 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 like well, okay. That's a little tiny bit of it. Go yeah. go read actual history. What people do to other people? Yeah, and yeah. not even in a war. You know, I mean, you know, the country of <laughs> slavery. Yeah, listen, if, if that didn't take until 1968. Some would say still going today. Yeah, you know we're we're definitely feeling the aftershock. I mean, you know, and that's unacceptable. If you are going to be a history major now in college, you better be prepared to rec- do a whole lot of reconciling yeah. what is today versus what was yesterday. Yeah. And it's not pretty. I mean, being human and human evolution is an ugly business. I mean, look at today's politics. 50, what, what will that be written about in thirty yeah. or forty years? I mean, fifty right? years ago may seem like a long time it's not really a long time especially in history i mean it's a generation right and and 50 years ago and when you're talking 50 years ago you're talking about people uh being you know armed guards in front of schools not allowing you to go get an education yeah it brown versus the board of education uh, rosa parks rosa um, park you name it you know it's like i mean and and again this is like this isn't like this is like remember the simpler times remember back when like you know that's always the funny thing when people say gosh remember the good old days it was like Actually, yeah. it wasn't the good old days for a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Billy Joel had had a line about it. So I'm like, uh, anyway, I can't yeah. remember. Was it right Stone? Now. Was it Stonewall? 
Stonewall, Stonewall riots. Yeah, yeah Stonewall riots in New York. Sixty-nine, seventy. Maybe seventy-one. All right, somewhere in there. But I mean, uh-huh. that was like you know the gay rights riots, and I yeah. mean, <laughs> but you said you said you said it perfectly. Sixty-eight alone. I know. I mean, we are the we are the yeah. last generation. I know people are younger again. Yeah. Saying, okay, here you go, curmudgeon. Listen, we were the last generation that knew what it was like to live in the Cold War. We knew. Well, I mean, we could say. And what are we doing now? <laughs> let's let's play those old hits again, <laughs> shall we? Right. Let's yeah. have a new Cold War. Right. Yeah. Let me show you my Satan too. Right. Oh, you bring your trident. I'll bring you my Satan too. Or if that's not good enough, I hey. meet you on street corner. <laughs> right, I meet you on street corner. If that's not enough, yeah. there's a new musical coming around. Like, hey, let's have a trade war. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great example because that is a great example of what's going on right now in the world. Yeah. Where it's like you guys understand. There's a lot of older people like us who are going. This is a bad idea. Yeah. We've been through this before. Nuclear weapons. Bad, you know. Yeah. You, you don't want one of those going off in your neighborhood, right? Um, uh, right. Or ask the Japanese, you know. Yeah. Not um, not too long ago, I I had a, a conversation with my kid, and he, he's now nineteen, going on twenty, and uh, he was talking about, wow, you know, uh, the whole thing with uh, the current administration and everything that's going on. Uh, What's going to happen? You know, the whole macro question, what's going on? I told him, I was brutally honest with him, at least as far as I see it, uh, that sort of, you know, make America great, let's do this all, let's let's act like we're back in 1950s. I said, listen, kid, it's it's generational. Yeah. You know, I said, I said, as, as the younger generation came up and the segregationists passed away, <laughs> so as... So as the younger generation, the millennials come up, and the Make America Graders again start to pass away, it's it's all generational, and uh, uh, I know that's probably very cold comfort to a lot of people. Like, yeah, geez, Jason, thanks. That's I just figured you'd play the Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Anyway, um, could be worse. We could do uh, Eve of Destruction. <laughs> the Eastern world, it is exploding. Anyway, anyway. Well, I, you know, and in the context of this review of this John Hughes stuff, this uh, this was a very good, yeah. and, and again, that line. So I, I encourage you to check this out and read it, this I'm, Molly Ringwald I'm going to go home and read it's it. It's very good. I, yeah. And again, you're kind of like going, oh, we're going to open up that can of worms, because you know. But yeah. then it's like, she really balances it out. I mean, it's like, Wow. You, yeah. you really balanced this. Yeah. You know, you did not want to, and, and really like that when people do that. Yeah, um, I do too. They just so don't great, beat, great beat it over there. She's doing, I, I know she directs and writes now and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah. And she goes into, she actually goes into some of John Hughes's background when mm. he wrote for National Enquirer. Oh, yeah. That's not pretty. No. And, and here's the thing. Go watch the thing about the National Enquirer on Netflix, either the document, the actual documentary or the movie. Cool. They're both on Netflix mm-hmm. to kind of get a sense of what's going on. Um, yeah, it's it's ugly. They're, they're humor. <laughs> yeah. But it was the National Lampoon. I mean, I, I don't know how else oh, to... Oh, the Lampoon, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, and yeah. Hughes wrote, wrote National Lampoon stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and it's it's... I, I, for me, I kind of get the context of the humor because I remember 
and 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 uh, mm-hmm. I hate to go into it. It's 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 you know it's the whole yeah. like making jokes about things. Sure. And it's like, do you make jokes about this? No, you do not make jokes about those things. Back then, they made jokes about that stuff. Yeah. But it also wasn't like, you know, you wouldn't like. I never at one point in time would would see jokes about ugly subjects yeah. and think, huh, I'm interested in an ugly subject. No, it would be a joke it would just be for shock value right it was like wow that joke is shocking right because and that would be it you know right it wasn't like oh that thing they're joking about is totally cool and okay never ever cross my mind right or it's like the dark humor when someone tells you a joke and you you you, yeah. you get this face like oh and then they followed up with oh too soon yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. recognizing that it's it's that way, but they're it's yeah. it's, it's the face of the absurd trying to. It's Somebody just humor. did that recently too on Twitter, and I was like, "Wow, it is!" <laughs> and people were like, "Yeah, that is too soon." And it was like, <laughs> "Right, yeah." Well, it was uh, yeah. that was it was a weird it, it was but, a weird. But I, I will check out that Molly Ringwald article. Yeah. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, because I remember a lot of the cool Hughes esque movies. My, my, in fact, yeah. my favorite John Hughes movie. Uh, it's a close. I mean, I want to say Uncle Buck because I'm a huge uh, mm-hmm. John Candy fan, but uh, more of the little known John Hughes films that actually is my favorite is Some Kind of Wonderful. Mm. Because in the movie, Eric Stoltz is a, you know, he's a working class kid. It wasn't the affluent sort of Chicago suburbs, sort of, you know, home alone, huge house, everything's all happy. Uh, here was this guy living on the other side of the tracks, was, a, was you know, a high school artist and stuff, and he just, you know, the girl that he loves lives on the other side of the tracks in the affluent part, and I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was uh, one of the movies where Hughes was trying to reach out to those group of kids who uh, didn't live well, in, that, in yeah. the cul-de-sac. Well, that, that was, yeah, and she talks about that, too, and I think that yeah. that's what we got from the, the movies is that, he he, I think he drew from his Chicago suburb upbringing, right? You know, and yeah, I mean, if you look at the context of the movies, it's like, oh, the, you know, maybe the, the, girl from the family that's not that well off has to deal with the rich kids, you know, and all that. Right. Those are all good themes. Yeah, you very know? good themes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, I. Yes, some kind of wonderful. I, I I like that movie. I think yeah. probably the best. And Stoltz, good job. Yeah, I have not seen those movies in so long. And The Breakfast right. Club. I used to, oh yeah, watch it all the time. And I yeah. was like, oh, I love. It. Even as an adult, I was like, yeah, this is. And it was. And again, it was. Well, I we we've kind of run this in the ground, but it was very. <laughs> it was very much. You watch the movie, and you were like, yeah. I remember that guy. You know, you identify with various characters, oh, especially the Breakfast Club, because yeah. e- each kid in the, each kid in that Breakfast Club is an archetype. Yes, uh, uh, you got the jock, you yep. got the you got the kind of uh, the outsider, you yep. got you know, you got the, the geek. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and you could at least if you're 15 years old, you can at least identify with some of those archetypes. Speaking yeah. of kids, yeah, and you mentioned your son, yeah, I think you said is nineteen. Yep, going on twenty. Yeah, so I, that would make him, I believe. Uh, we're trying to come up with these generations. He's of a different generation. I believe that makes him Generation Z. 
Is he? He's he's not millennial, right? He's now a Z. Well, maybe he's. Well, I don't know. Because he he was born in '98, so I don't know. Huh. I don't know. I mean, yeah. it. it I, we could look it up. Hmm. Let's let's take a look here. Okay. Because yeah. there's Generation Z. Generation Z is uh, the the kids who. Because um, there was Generation Y. Well, let's look up. I'm, I'm gonna look it. I'm gonna look it up right here because I'm curious. Because mm-hmm. I'm always curious how they define these generations. Yeah. They define them like the baby boomers was easy. Post war. Because it was post war. Yeah. It was like all the 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 people who yeah. were born after World War II. Yeah. In the whole night, 50s, 60s. Yeah, ge- Generation it- X. The, uh, actually, I was born in 69, and mm-hmm. that is the first year what they call Generation X. 69 to, like, almost, I think it's like 80 or something like that. Demogra- demographers and researchers typically yeah. use the late 90s to mid-2000s as starting birth years for Gen Z. So that that again that yeah. puts him most here, here's here's yeah. here's and because it's always kind of they you know it's it's like anything with dates and times and stuff they try to put around it to give you a context in time yeah. but it's usually something like for example baby boomers it was post war it was the expansion of uh, Pax Americana yeah. uh, the the uh, industrial boom of America after the war because we were. We were on top of our we were industrialized like crazy. The Eisenhower years, yeah. the rock and roll years, and stuff. You know that typified that mm-hmm. generation. But the Generation Z, most Generation Z have used the internet since a young age, and they are generally comfortable with technology interacting with social media. So you said late nineties, right? Yeah, he's ninety eight. So he yes. So he, I think Z. Generation Z fits because these are kids that were born. That there was always an internet, a World Wide Web. Well, easily. I, so, I remember uh, using Windows 95, and he wasn't yeah. born until 98, so yeah, yeah. he was... Uh, yeah, so in the late yeah. 90s, Yeah. I mean, the web kind of started coming out, or being popularized, I remember. Mainstream, yeah. Like in the early 90s, or, you know, tech people. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, so yeah, so here's the headline, Generation Z. Mm-hmm. They're bored out of their minds. Yeah. They are bored, Jason. Yeah. Yeah. They're really bored. Yeah, kids now are they, bored. Yeah. Now they got no 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 no. You got your phone. Yeah. You got your social networks, your Facebooks, your Snapchat. They, those kids I know I don't know about yours, but mm-hmm. I know that the kids are not on Facebook. I no, know that they're he, Snapchat. He uses and, and uh, Instagram. Yeah, Facebook very sporadically. He's mostly yeah, Instagram, they, Snapchat. They hate Facebook. And ones I've never Which even is heard fine. of. Which is Fine with me, and Twitter too. Yeah. Not so much on the Twitter, no. I think either. It's no. like uh, Instagram and 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 Snapchat. Yeah, and ones I've never even heard of. Yeah, well, yeah. I, we have an Instagram. In fact, I've been meaning to set up an Instagram for. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I like Instagram. Uh, Snapchat, I just don't get. It's like you have to be a certain, you have to be Generation Z to get Snapchat. You're just like, huh? And Snapchat was the one that popularized all those. Filters for your face and right. stuff, turning yourself into a dog and everything. Right. And people love that. And I, I see people on Facebook posting their profiles where it's like, you know, some lady, it's like, look, I've got glasses in a dog mouth. And yeah. I'm just like, folks, I'm sorry, all you adults, my generation, yeah, I, uh, adult people, why? <laughs> why? 
What is the reason? What is the reason for this? Yeah. This is an outrage. What do you think you're doing? What are you doing with your profile face? Why are you doing this? Yes, it's crazy, but why? The younger generation of cuckoo. Warum? Why? <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so so the deal is is this generation has all of this stuff, and you have the internet, and you you know the thing is is revolutionized school. You yeah. can research. I mean, I, I'm just like so jealous because think of what we could have done. We had to go to the library and we had to check out books, and we had to actually Dewey Decimal System. Oh my god, we actually yeah. had to do that. But now it's like you know, like you help your kid with the school papers and stuff, and they're all up on the internet, and you're look at this and that and everything. Yeah, it's awesome, right? Right? Yeah, we, we could never access... Send it uh, in electronically. Right. We, we could never access the Library of Congress or, or Harvard's library online. We could never do that. Or, or watch historical video. You know, watch the yeah. Martin Luther King speech on YouTube. There it is. Watch yeah. it. You know? it's. Uh, I mean, it's... We, we do have the greatest things at our, at our disposal. Yeah. We're just complete imbeciles <laughs> on how to use them. <laughs> Right, and and I'm not talking about Generation Z, actually. No, I'm. Not. I'm talking about us. Yep. I think the adults are the imbeciles. Oh, I think I so really too. do, and and I know people are like, yeah. you know what? The way you change things is first you look inward. Mm-hmm. Change comes from the inside out, not mm-hmm. the outside uh, inside out. But anyway, yeah, a lost art. But yeah. um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to read this. Uh, where is this? The Daily Beast. Mm-hmm. This is from the Daily Beast. Um, and the headline is... Oh, it's got a great graphic. I should show that. Generation Z is already bored by the internet. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. I saw that headline, and I wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. Because anyone, like you or I, mm-hmm. at least in my case, mm-hmm. I already see it. I, I, I'm like, oh, I know this already. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Frankly, Jason, yeah. you're going to love this. Okay. I think I'm an honorary gener- Generation Zer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you know why? What's that? Because I'm bored with the internet. Right, yeah. I am. It's like Facebook is boring. Yeah. Twitter is, I mean, I remember when Twitter came out, I was so excited about, well, first you didn't know what Twitter was. Right. We had no clue what it was used for. Yeah. Then the iPhone, Steve Jobs, and the smartphones came out, and then tw- then you could do the Twitter on the phone, and then it started being like, it was the first, like, wow, this is like a mobile social network. Yeah. And for few years you could connect with people you could get news you could find out about events right away you could mm-hmm. get breaking news breaking news was awesome twitter mm-hmm. was always like wow you know you talk to people it's like did you say that on the news oh no 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 i yeah within, i'm like the ap right here yeah with, within moments it was exciting yeah. mm-hmm. you know and i think the early days of yeah. facebook people like that they shared you know they connected with the colleges and yeah. shared their family stuff and the things and now it's just i don't know uh to paraphrase bill joy uh it's just kind of like a a, a bunch of gray goop now <laughs> social networks I don't it, know. it is it is i think i mean it, it's not you can go find you yeah. still have this all at your fingertips but the places we go like facebook and twitter and all that it's just junk now i right. mean as he cool. says pulling 
news items from Twitter right. for this show and it's, broadcasting all over them. But but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it, it's all intent. It, it it's our problem. Yeah. to solve. It's not it's not it's not really the tools problem. I know people are going to argue that Facebook and that okay, maybe there's different things there. But what I'm saying is it it's the boredom is our problem, not the internet's problem. Right. The internet's just sitting here going, "I'm here as a resource. Oh, Let yeah. me help you. Whatever you want to do. I have amazing knowledge here at the speed of light, you know." Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, I'm always um, eternally amazed about about what my kid takes for granted in technology and well, what and, and what I'm still trying to grasp it's generation Z I love this graphic cuz I mean he, I mean think about it he's always totally immersed he'll get on these networks where he plays video games with mm-hmm. his friends three four and five friends and not only are they playing all this video game at the same time they're talking to each other in real time and uh, it just to me, that just it, it befuddles the mind because heck, I, I grew up yeah. with Atari and Nintendo. I mean, but all this is you know cross-platform stuff, and uh, I, I am eternally amazed by it. Whereas him, you know, like you said, he's already bored with it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just wanted to uh, highlight a couple things. See, yeah, we're just we're just giving you all the the news items to look at and read. Uh, in quotes, sometimes I feel like I've seen everything. There is to see on the internet, echoed Violet, a 15-year-old in the UK. I'll circle around on different sites or apps. Sometimes I feel like I've reached the end of the internet. I'll just watch the same videos on YouTube until eventually I'm so bored I start clicking random things on my phone. That is Violet. A fifth Violet, a 15-year-old who's quoted in the article in the Daily Beast about Generation Z. Yeah, I, I get on, check Facebook for maybe five, six seconds. Um, I, uh, here, I had it right here in the in the tweet. Uh, Generation Z spans those born roughly between years 1998 and 2010. So that makes them the end. Yeah, that, pr- that pretty much spans our kids. Yeah. <laughs> the kids, every time I say that, it's like, oh, that's so nice that you and Jason have a family. <laughs> yes. Well, you know. We're not a family. <laughs> It's it's TV. It's cool. Yeah, but nowadays it's like yeah. you have to explain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> it was the incident with the condom last show. <laughs> was oh, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, go check out the Daily Beast. Uh, com. Generation Z is already bored by the Internet. This is uh, by Taylor Lawrence, and it's a, it's a good... Very good article about kids being on the phone. Uh, the reason I want to bring it up, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. Um, uh, is not, okay, problem identified. But what I'm seeing with the kids is they're turning to other things. Yeah. Amazingly, and this is going to blow your mind, oldsters, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so one thing I know that my kid was kind of turning off things. Uh, like at one point turned off the Instagram stuff. You know, it was like turn it on, turn it off, or try to get off the phone. You know, here's the thing. Vinyl records, for example. Yeah, yeah. And I know this has been going on for a while with the hipsters. It's huge among the kids. Mm-hmm. All right? And uh, because, right, you get all your Spotify, all your phone. Now, you know, uh, iTunes supposedly, uh, you might want to verify this, but I've read... You know, iTunes, which is where you buy music, 
you download it to your phone, your devices, you listen to music. That's how we do the music now. Yeah. You don't have to go to Tower Records. Where Tower Records doesn't exist anymore, right? Right. You just get it on iTunes. I read that they are going to turn into purely streaming, like you don't even have the files of your music anymore. Hmm. Like that's where it's going, right? Spotify Spotify oh. just had an IPO. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? This is where people are getting Spotify. music. People listen to Spotify, listen to Pandora. Yeah. But here's the thing. The kids, what I'm seeing, they're not liking it anymore. Because, right, you got all your music at your fingertips on your devices and all that. They're discovering stuff on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And now it's even going, honestly, God, I saw a YouTube video. People are starting to go back to cassette tapes. That is crazy. I kid you not. And then yeah. there's CDs, too. Yeah. But, you know, and if you look Craigslist, like we were talking about the Russell Crowe, you know, selling your stuff on Craigslist yeah. or going to places like the Goodwill. That's what they do. They go to the Goodwill and stuff. They buy clothes. Like mm-hmm. none of the new clothes. Are, it's like, no, no, no. We want some vintage stuff. Vintage, vintage stores. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, 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 I have to get another cassette player because mine broke. I always like to have one around because I'm old and there's media. I got one. Right? Yeah. So I need yeah. one. So where am I going to go? Goodwill yeah. is the yep. first place to look. Because you can find usually a working working one, and then you got to go to a vintage shop if you yeah if you do it. But but they're they're like into this, and so now I'm seeing this thing on the internet where this guy's talking about tape and how tape is, and all of a sudden the kids are like, oh, a cassette tape, isn't that? So this whole analog, touchy feely, like remember what do you have when you have like you can't, no matter what. I mean, I I I was all like, oh, digital music, the music will sound better, records. They have dirt and clips and stuff on them. Uh, yeah, but they love it. They, they love, love it, that yeah. now. I do too. There's a soft spot in my heart when you when you put on an LP and you get that you know the crackle. Mm-hmm. It, it takes you back. You know, like it does. And and I just because I you know well whatever. <laughs> no, but I found a couple yeah. uh, Jimi Hendrix specifically. Yeah, uh, Electric Ladyland. Oh yeah. Only there are some people always have like their lists of albums, like records that you should only get out the vinyl, put it on, and listen to it. Now, see, I'm we're of that age though, but these kids are actually discovering this as well. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, like they, you know, you're supposed to just run away and let it die, right? But I think, I think, I guess what I'm seeing is that. This boredom with digital, with always on, connected, everything at your fingertips, is getting to the point where discovery is difficult. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't be, but it is. Well, it's also the universal human um, yearning for something tangible. Mm-hmm. Whereas cyber, everything's up in the air, it's an ether. Whereas you can physically. One of the. And this is. Okay. Paint me weird, and a lot of people oh, we'll do. paint you weird. <laughs> but I remember when I was a kid, the coolest thing was getting that album, uh, getting getting it out of the plastic wrap, mm-hmm. and you would have that new album smell to it, right? <laughs> it has like, that new album, album smell. smell. 
And, but you get on there and, and, and you can you the artwork, you know, people had great artwork on albums. You, yeah. you, you get up the liner notes and you need the dust jacket, which has all the cool, you know, words to the songs on it. And it was something tangible, you know, you held it in your hands, you could put it on there, you put the needle on, you could hear the graininess of it, and there was a and I hate to use the word purity, but there was a certain sort mm-hmm. of, you know, visceral human uh, tangible thing, whereas today it's a point and click, and there's your music. And don't get me wrong, digital music, I mean, the sound is just far superior. I, I love it, you know, especially when you listen, especially when you go back and listen to old stuff that's been remastered, like old uh, old jazz and bebop, mm-hmm. you know, it blows your mind then. When you start hearing, you know, like a Charlie Parker and stuff and Coltrane, and e- even if you go back to... Uh, even earlier, and you start listening to like uh, Chopin and and Mozart and everything, yeah. and it has that stuff where you can't, where you couldn't pick up that much on the turntable. You pick up near. Don't get me wrong, but there's that certain tangibleness for albums, you know, or tapes. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I agree know. with you actually, but I know that there are audiophiles that disagree with that oh, opinion. Sure. Yeah, with the digital is better. And I, I was one of those people that was digital, and it's only it, it's only because the music is being cut up and sampled in 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 bits. Yeah, whereas a record or whatever is actually an analog representation. Yeah. You know, there's no slicing of the bits. That said. Since the god, yeah, late seventies, I want to say whatever. You know, digital. It, a lot of music was created digitally. Certainly since the eighties, right. um, in studios that were digital anyway. So I, I mean, they're, they're, I but that's an like audiophile 80, argument. Eighty-eight or something like that. That's when uh, Sony came out. I, I, I think with the very first real mainstream CD player. And, yeah, uh, it, it was, was before the that. Was it? Yeah, okay. I remember seeing him in eighty-two. Well, my, like, me- I, my memory. Yeah. No, they were, I mean, they were really, I remember <laughs> yeah. seeing CDs, the first time seeing CDs in the record store, like okay. in Tower Records. And you know where they were? They mm. weren't out with the records and tapes. No, they were they, with the, what, laser discs, right? Well, the, there was, uh, the yes, movie ones? yes, there was laser discs. Yes. Yeah. yeah, there were laser discs. That was the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And you can still get those. You can find them in antique shops and stuff. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there were the laser discs, but I'm talking about the actual CDs, the compact discs. Okay. That was, like, the early 80s. Cause, um, and I remember going in and seeing, and, and it was like, let's look at these, right, the new technology. They were all in the classical section. There weren't any Ooh. CDs or anything that were in that were in the... Uh, you know, in the pop section because Good it was Lord, so that's right. new. That's right. It was so new. Yeah. And you, they would release the stuff first. Yeah. Like, you know, like the special records or laser discs or then CDs. It would get released to where the audiophiles would pay the big, big bucks yeah. for that because the CD players themselves cost, you know, a thousand dollars or something yeah. at that point when they were yeah. very first released, right? Yeah. They cost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Well, the only people who are going to pay for that are the audiophiles that spend, you know, yeah. a, 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 sub, substantial sum of their income on their hi-fi setup. So they were all in the. So you'd go into the classical yeah. section and actually go see these brand new right. compact discs laser you know they are laser based but yeah um and that's also where the digital recordings first happened mm. like when they'd actually go record right digitally yeah cuz that 
you know, uh, and the records would be like, well, this is a, it's still a record, but the recording was on digital, digital was all classical. I, it was I all remember. orchestras and stuff, Deutsche Grammophone and all of them. Yeah, I, I remember the big deal was made. I, I Forgive me, I don't know the year, uh, but I remember one of the first CDs, modern CDs, that was recorded in digital mm-hmm. was Elton John. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh my God, he recorded in digital. That's so cool. That's so, you know. I recall reading about, uh, um, uh, oh gosh, now I'm just drawing a blank. Hmm. Um, well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. It, it doesn't matter at, doesn't the, at this matter. moment. Um, keep the conversation moving, even if you're drawing a blank. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, and then that all came out. And the thing is, uh, you were I, what I was going to say all along is you were talking about the albums. One of the things that albums always had that tapes, because remember, tapes were made to make it portable because you wanted to listen to your music in the car. Or in your Walkman or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and so, yeah, and take it with you. And yeah. you're not going to bring your LP around, <laughs> although I've seen I've seen some uh, actual LP player for the car. It's pretty great, crazy. But, um, no, you can bring the record with you, so that's how the cassette tapes got popular. Mm. And then the CDs were like, well, it sounds as good as, as the LP, and it's portable. You can take it in your car and yeah. your Walkman or whatever as well. But mm. the one thing I know, and to this day, you still look at it, and the kids can look at it or whatever, is the art, the album art, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's just there was nothing... Nothing. A CD. It was too small. And I remember mm. getting cassettes, and I, I preferred getting albums, and then taping them on cassette for portability. I still yeah. liked that because I thought it sounded better. But then I remember because uh, I didn't think tapes always sounded that great. Yeah. They, it took them a good ten years to master them to the point where, like this guy was saying on YouTube, it's like now the technology is so good you could actually get a cassette. That was mastered in recent HD. Yeah, know. with the Dolby whatever and all that, and put it in, and Didn't it'd be it like, like DAT or something like that. There like was DAT, yeah. but even just an analog tape, because there was always like they always had hiss and noise and stuff like that. Yeah. But nowadays, with technology, even with an analog tape, that's all gone now. Now right. it's actually like wow, it almost sounds like digital. But anyway, but before you know, we got CDs after that, but. You never. I remember going that way and then getting the CDs and going, "Wow, this is great. Sounds good." But it was like, just I hate this. Like the artwork and stuff. Okay, now the yeah. album is reduced down to this little guy here. Right. You, you know? didn't. You didn't. The, the, it was the horrible. Line, liner notes are so small that you couldn't really read. Yeah, you have anymore. to fold it out. It was right. horrible. It was horrible because we had the albums that were this size, and it's like, yep. and they're beautiful. You know, yeah. the art. It, you know, there are people who make uh, art books and stuff out of album covers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, and, yeah, the notes, like, especially, you know, uh, reading the notes on lots of different music, especially, like, if you're into jazz or classical, you know, they have the full fold-out with, like, a whole, like, yeah. uh, short story, you know. You know? Yeah, I mean, there Meister Klimper. Yeah, I I miss those days uh, because I mean there was there was um, album art is art unto itself. I I remember, uh, I mean looking back, I remember I was a real young kid, and I saw first time I ever saw the artwork for the first Boston album. Oh yeah, that blew you blows you away, right? Wow, 
Or, uh, of course, my generation. I, I, I remember, like, looking... Th- how how cool was the uh, uh, front uh, uh, to uh, Kiss Destroyer? <laughs> you know? You look at that, and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Or rock and roll over, you First know? time I ever, um, you know... I, I early on loved the art of H.R. Giger, mm. and and uh, yeah. and of course everyone loves his art now and books and stuff. And then the movie yeah. Alien came out, which really put him at the forefront. Who is this weird Swiss guy <laughs> making this really weird Gothic art? Yeah. First time I ever saw his art was Brain Salad Surgery. The Emerson, Lake, and Palmer album. Ooh. He designed the cover. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And okay. it's, it's a classic. Yeah. It's a fold-out and everything. In yeah. fact, uh, my friend scored an original mm. pressing of it with the original cover. And wow. was like Because I, I, so I have friends who sell records yeah. right now. And what did my kid get? A record player and some records. Yeah. Right? So there you go. And that's what they wanted and right. so uh so yeah we we're going through and it was like oh wait a minute wait a minute this is the original emerson lincoln palmer with the original fo- i had the reprint that didn't have the fold out and whatever yeah. i was like i remember my buddy had this as a kid i need uh, I need this record the first pressings right yeah because the, the first pressings always had the cool stuff like uh of course you know, the kids what fan. about the uh what album is it the andy warhol with the banana that was the is that stones rolling stones i think so i bet you our chat room yeah. will uh Will tell us if he's yeah. listening. The, the, there's famous Andy Warhol design with a banana. Mm. It was like peel here or whatever. Right. I think it's the stones. I think. Yeah. Or look at the art cover of, uh, or the cover art of uh, Sergeant Pepper. Oh yeah. You know, or or you're right. The stones. Uh, even something simplistic but really cool. Dark side of the moon. You know. Oh yeah. And uh, well, now I'll tell you what. Pink uh, bands like Yes and yes. Pink Floyd would have like Roger. I think it was Roger Dean designed a lot of the Yes yeah. paintings on their early albums. And Pink Floyd, I can't remember. Uh, no, it's the Velvet Underground. Mm. I think. I think it's the Velvet Underground. That's what I thought. Hmm. Uh, and Nico, it's the one with the banana on it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Sticky Fingers, the Rolling Stones. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. But I was thinking of the one, the banana. Um, yeah. I just uh, did... Um, Wasn't the... What, what what Rolling Stones album? Of course, someone out there, you're, you're going to get this, and maybe you can type in a thing, but what Stones album had the zipper on it? Mm. Remember? Is it that what, zipper you know, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, Is that I, Warhol, too? I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's like an actual zipper. But that's yeah. what they would do. They would do cool stuff like that. Right. But Al- you, album art was art. I yeah. mean, they, you mentioned know. Pink Floyd and Dark Side of the Moon is a very iconic, famous cover. Sure. But um, I I really liked, like, Animals and some of the... And that, that artist was well-known. Wishing You Were Here oh, yeah. is one of the best albums with the guy... And and I've read the whole. If you read how these album covers were yeah. staged, the photography because there's an, actually a stunt guy who's on fire. Yeah, for that yeah. album cover, and these are just classics. And yeah. he he actually got injured, if I remember, in that in that um in that yeah. photo shoot because the wind. I mean, he was an actual stunt guy. Yeah, the wind know. shifted or something. The like that. The wind shifted when they took the picture, and he actually burned his part of his face or yeah. got singed because it's a dangerous stuntman move. But 
Right. You know, that's what Photoshop. They wanted, hey, I want this guy on fire handshaking someone. Not CGI, not Photoshop. That's not what happens. All for the sake you of know? art. I mean, I got, a, I got a friend who's a who's a photographer, artist, truly, really good mm-hmm. up there, mm-hmm. uh, friend Mark. And he's done some famous album covers for people and Very whatnot. Cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. I mean, it's really art. Yeah. So it's cool. And... And here's the thing about the the vinyl and all that. You know, bands in the last several years have been releasing stuff on vinyl. You can still, I mean, you're silly if you don't do digital or do iTunes or whatever, because right. that's where you get your revenue. But a lot of even local bands that I know, they'll press a vinyl people and they'll sell them at the shows, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I want to, I want to buy your LP." And they have that format. Yeah, a guy we've had on the old show a few mm-hmm. times. I got that I got to get to know a little bit. Uh, Floater Robert Winnie. Uh, I think they reissued some of their albums, like 180 gram vinyl. Yeah, uh, very recently and stuff. They yeah, really and, the, and, and these really companies, cool. these companies yeah. that are out there. Uh, there's one locally around in this area. As a matter of fact, that or th- th- that's all they do. They cut vinyl and make vinyl it's crazy yeah it's crazy out there so i was thinking jason yeah i had a brilliant idea yeah the coffee with curmudgeons comedy album Ooh. huh Ooh. yeah i like it some of our best bits right and just put them put them on there put them on vinyl yeah watch out cheech and chong oh no We're coming <laughs> oh heck yeah speaking of yeah. another great yeah yeah it, it has been cool and brings me back because knowing, having friends who are record dealers and deal mm. in the records, yeah. all of a sudden these bins and you're like, oh my god, where's all, where are you putting all these bins of records? Are you going to stumble over them? Then it's like, oh look, it's Cheech and Chong. Let's put this on. You know what I mean? You, right. Then you're like, wait a minute here. I want to listen to this. Yeah. It's pretty it, good. Instead of where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio, it's now where have you gone to Django's. Yeah. Because you know? I love, that was, it was so cool going into like, uh, yep. well, you still can go into like um, Music Millennium. Uh, it's, uh, yes, Music Millennium. And we're talking Portland now. Yeah. Music Millennium, Jackpot Records yes. is over on Hawthorne. That's still. where the kids, the kids Second go Avenue there. Second Avenue too, right? Yep, the kids go over there. Yeah. But um, I remember back in the days, man, you everybody's record and tapes. Everybody's. Uh, Al's Records. Django's. I, I used to Al's. I used to go to Al's Fred too. My, yeah, I love that. That, um, was, that was my stomping ground. I love that. There was, uh, yeah, me too. And, mm. and, and there was Bird's Suite, which was another one. Right. Oh, you know what? Here's a shout out because again because i know these record dealer people who still do this mm-hmm. and the kids are like discovering it. it's so funny because it's all old older people or at least you know millennial at least you know let's let's just say middle-age-ish folks back to the 80s who've kept well who've kept it alive yeah right yeah and now the kids are coming in and you're seeing these younger younger folks like teenagers and stuff mm-hmm. um the uh, crossroads records crossroads records Highly recommend you go there. Okay. They were on Hawthorne okay. for like a million and a half years Right on Hawthorne. Okay. And I know because I helped someone move, not, not them, but help someone move. It, it, yeah. What it is is it's dealers, used dealers, so you could sell your records there. Like consignment or whatever? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So Crossroads Records, they have just moved to uh, like Foster and 82nd. To a okay. bigger store, right okay. where the Tom Petersons used to be oh, over yeah. there. Yeah, right next to the, the mm-hmm. uh, Korean barbecue joint. Well, yeah, they yeah, just yeah, in the yeah. Fred Meyer over there. Mm-hmm. So they're right in there. Look them up. Um, and they moved there. Uh, it's a much bigger place. 
Mm. Uh, it's looking pretty nice. I highly recommend it because Crossroads they have you know they have dealers and lots and lots of albums and nice. whatnot, and you can go through there and you can you can find all. They have tapes. Oh, I love it. I they have everything it. there. I highly recommend Crossroads. I got to check that out. I, yeah. I love going in. Uh, and they were over on on uh, like I said the the over on. Uh, Hawthorne for many many years, right. but then they moved over. I, I was introduced to the owners, the owner owners, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah, what do you do? it's like, and it was like, what is it? Oh, so yeah, and it was like, this is a it was it's Doc Normal. He's a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was introduced, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like like anybody, yeah, who gets introduced as a podcaster. The person's face goes, oh yeah, oh, okay. You know, yeah. it's like, Oof, mm. uh, I got, I yeah. gotta go clean the bathroom now or whatever. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was like, yep, that's you know, it's happened to me a couple times. Oh yeah, you're the yeah, yeah you're. The, oh god, you're the anarchy radio guy. <laughs> uh, um, I gotta go. It's just yeah. It's 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 you're, um, you're a podcast. I'm just trying yes. to think, you know what? Uh, I, I I can't think of anything worse than podcaster. I like, mean, even a janitor. It's like, oh, you're janitor. What kind of tools do you like? We have some things we right. try to play. Podcaster. It's like I have no use for that right. at all. We get touchy. Streaming entertainment. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Right. I know. That's what that was it. It's like, it's like. Uh, uh, this person it's just funny yeah um to wrap up our albums speaking of which yeah and more anniversaries 1968 mm-hmm. what about 1978 oh wow 40 years ago rock lobster launched the career of the b52s please, please tell me that they're gonna go out on a tour like the 40th are. anniversary tour. They are. 1978. So not only great. do we... You know, the thing is, is not only do we have 68, yeah. which was this huge year historically, 78 yeah. was a very, very big year huge. culturally as well. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, we, we B-52. Lots of, lots of big music, punk bands and things. Uh, did we find out, was it Van Halen launched? 78, 78? yeah. That's their forty, and there's a oh. uh, rumor mill that this got to me like late, late, late last night, and so you dig it up, take it with a grain of salt, but they've uh, they've said that uh, that it is distinctly possible that during 2018 Van Van Halen will hit the road <laughs> with Michael Anthony, uh, David Lee Roth, and Sammy Hagar. Oh all, my god! All of them had their one the lot one last trick. Uh, All right, you know I like Michael Anthony. Uh, let's see, seventy eight wasn't that? Uh, There's a ho- lot of stuff. Was that Hotel California? Was that? Yeah, something? I think so. Uh, what did Frampton come alive? Come I, I'll give you the list. Okay, nineteen seventy eight in Excellent. music. In fact, here's a little here's a little um, here's a little tip. Uh, Wikipedia is really good if you ever want to look a list and go. When did those hits? What hits or what was popular back in those days? Um, yeah, you actually just nineteen. Yeah. All you got to do is nineteen seventy eight in music mm. on Wikipedia, and it'll tell you the events, albums released by the year. Uh, yeah, so seventy eight, forty years ago. Okay, the Sex Pistols play their final show. Oh yeah, um, Elton John. Uh, let's see. When did I want to hit um, albums released? Here we go. This is what we want. 
Uh, let's do XTC. Talk about Gonzo. Gordon Light. Kenny Rogers, 10 Years of Gold. Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson released Waylon and Willie. Wow. In January. Jefferson Starship Earth. Dusty Springfield. Mm -hmm. Judas Priest, Stained Class. Van Halen, Van Halen, that released in February. Huge. February 10th of 1978 was Van Halen's first album. Nina Hagen Band, Nina Hagen release. Kate Bush. Mm -hmm. Uh, Al DiMiola Casino, I had that. Wow. Huge Mm -hmm. fan. And actually, I saw Al Demiol in 1978. Wow. There you no, go. No, 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 no. Wow. No, I think I did. Mm. Macho Man by the Village People. Yeah. Macho, Macho Man. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Fairy Man World. Blondie. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, the Tubes. Yes. What do you want from live? Uh, ooh, Genesis, and then there were three. Ooh. Oh, one of my favorite records. Okay. <laughs> and totally uh, 2018 inappropriate. Frank Zappa, Zappa in New York. <laughs> Double live album of his New York Zap, show. To me, Zappa always gets a pass, though. That was a good, that was a good album. That yeah. was a very, very, very good album. And the deal with that Zappa in New York album? Yeah. Um, uh, he, uh, it was coincided with his musical appearance on Saturday Night Live. That's right. So he had, he was the have, musical like, guest stuff on Saturday Night Live. from the monitors? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He was a musical, he did, a, he was the musical guest on Saturday right. Night Live, which was, by the way, 78 Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, old school. And um, so then he did a series of shows yeah. in New York, and the Saturday Night Live band was the backing horn section for Zappa in New York. Ooh. So so the album's really good. It has, like, mm. Tom Scott. Wow. On it. All right, I'm going to have to go listen it's, to that. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Zappa, John Mellencamp, Robert mm. Palmer, Double Fun. We were going through the Robert Palmer discography the other day. Yeah. England Dan and John Ford Cooley. Some things don't come easy. <laughs> I want to say that uh, I want to say that um, double platinum kiss. There you go. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Todd Rundgren. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Television, but not there's a, there's just a lot of kiss big things. Of course, uh, Springsteen. Seventy eight, dude. Uh, they not only released double platinum. Remember seventy eight. Darkness they in the Edge of Town by Springsteen. Right. Frampton was seventy six. Uh, Frampton comes alive. Okay. Yeah. Um, AC, ACDC Power Age. Yeah, yeah. But I remember Kiss. They released all four of their solo albums in 78. You know, each one was a little oh, yes. solo album. The classic. Cheap Trick, Rita Coolidge, Kraftwerk, The Man Machine. Kraftwerk. Yeah. So I, there's a lot, of, a lot of music back then. Yeah. There's a lot of good music. Springsteen. Yeah. Anyway, UFO Obsession. Ooh. <laughs> hey, what Cheap Trick album came out? Was that, was that Budokan 78? Uh, I just had it here. Heaven tonight. Oh, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. anyway, so yeah, there was just a lot of lot of uh, ooh, Bob James touchdown. I believe that's the album that has the, is it Angie's theme? Mm. Yes, Angela, which is you know what that one is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Themes a taxi. It's yeah. the theme song to Taxi. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of records and a lot of bands and stuff. Chuck Mangione. But look it up. Look at just, you can, you can look, uh, you can look up, um, yeah, you can look up any of that on, on Wikipedia. You can type in a date and go, what was the music? Yeah. 
Man, we gotta go, and I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go, yeah. You know, I had a thing. I have presents for you. What? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we should. Yeah. Should we yeah, save Monday? It. No, I don't think I don't think this will save. And I already dumped coffee on it. God, I don't even know what that. <laughs> There's like a brown one in here. Oh. Here, you can look in there and do okay. what you need to do. This is a grab bag. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll see it. I Ooh. I ain't saying I'd eat it, but. Yeah, fortune cookie. Yeah, I brought, I brought you some fortune cookies Ooh. from uh, I don't know from like Chinese food that I had two weeks ago. Like Wong's Garden. Yeah, I went to Wong's last night. Oh, Love yeah. Wong's Garden. Yeah. Yeah. Love. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna read my uh, yeah, fortune. Yeah, that's what I thought. Your Friday fortune is. <clears throat> <laughs> you are both loyal and self-reliant. Right, my wife, self-reliant. She's right now. She's both. Like, You're with me. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're talking about us. Oh, okay. Well, you are both. Look, is that, that what it says? Case, in that case, is, okay. Is that what it says? Yeah, you are both loyal and self-reliant. Oh, maybe that's a coffee with curmudgeons uh, thing. There we go. Look at this. Look at this. I, I don't know what this is. Like, like there's two here. Okay. And this is like a kind of a. Like a, mm. we'll save that one for later. Yeah, we'll save that one for the guest. All right. <laughs> okay, let's see what this one says. Okay, then we'll get out of here. Others appreciate your good sense of humor. Hey, hey that's not bad. There you go. We're both self reliant, and others appreciate your good sense of humor. There you go. Those aren't bad coffee with curmudgeons. No, that's not bad. Curmudgeons. Uh, yeah, uh, fortunes. All right. That's not a bad fortune to make an exit on. All right. Well, with that, I mean, I know there's stuff going on weekend or whatever, but yeah. <laughs> we can cover it. We're, we'll talk about it Monday. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. So uh, see you later. Uh, yeah. Have a, have a good weekend and stay safe, everybody. Toodles.